Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. T-Bone is a friend of my Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. I'm quite sure that money floats around in those levels. I don't know if it's as obvious as what, you know, Rusty Probe or whatever his name is was saying, but... That's my new... That's my new guy. That's my new tag team partner, Rusty Probe. (laughs) Your guy. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Rihanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Strap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Welcome in. Happy Monday to you. No common man today, but that's all right. We've got Chops with us today. What's up, Chopper? Not much. How you doing, T-Bone? Big addition to the Chops household, actually, this past weekend, so that's well, what I've been up to. I am I am uh, very excited to hear about that, because uh, Panama Ted is here, too, and uh, for once on this show, we got rid of the guy who hates dogs. He's not on the <laughs> show, so now we can actually freely talk about how much we love dogs here, because, Chops, you, you just rescued a dog over the weekend. That's the big news coming out of this weekend, other than the NCAA tournament. How has your, how has your sleep been? I assume that's with a puppy in the house. That's not great. Yeah, I mean, it was okay last night. We brought Kit home yesterday, so it was the first night with her. We uh, were going to try to crate train her, but the crate we ordered came, and it was damaged, so we had to send it back, and now Tuesday, Wednesday might get the crate, and we can't just leave her. She's a puppy. We can't just leave her wandering around the house, so she had to sleep in in the bedroom with us last night. She's pretty good. She sleeps through the night, although she did fall off the bed twice. <laughs> Um, and that was a loud thud, and yeah, then that's you know scary. a little wake you don't up. Want that to happen? <laughs> no, but you other sure than that, she right. she slept just fine. She got up a little a little early. We're all. I think it's because none of us are used to the time. What time is it? I have no I, I idea. Uh, can we, uh, yeah, there's lots to get to. With it was a busy weekend for you, clearly with the dog and the time change, NCAA tournament getting all settled up, all the conference tourneys wrapping. So there's plenty to talk about with all of that. We will get into all that. There's some stuff from Major League Baseball today. Drew Brees retired over the weekend. So we got lots to get into there. We do have our favorite segment that's not a segment. Yikes! Coming up at 534. So get ready for that coming up a little bit later. But yeah, man, I, I have to say, because I know Chops, you rescued a dog. Ted, you obviously have rescued dogs in your life. You you have dogs. You have taken in dogs. You have helped dogs. Uh, I have rescued dogs. I think this show, with the current lineup as it is today, has done more for dogs than any show <laughs> any on other sh- the fan line. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. That- <laughs> Speaking of which, a big shout out to Anthony Rothman, who was instrumental in uh, assisting us and getting things through for us to adopt Kit. So yeah, while I'm this show I'm as, just, as a yes, unit of course, is doing I'm more. Kidding, right. <laughs> we know who's done the most for dogs on this station. Yes, Rothman, of course, is leading the way there. But no, that's uh, it's good. We all have rescue dogs. So that's, see, rescue dog powers unite. Now on to sports. That's what we're doing. So uh, seriously, though, Chops, enjoy the new pup. And if you haven't seen pictures of it, you can follow him on Twitter. Chops, what's your Twitter handle again so everyone knows? 
At Chops971. Pretty simple. All right, there you go. It's pretty easy. Yeah, so there you go. You can follow him there, and you can watch and check out the photos. It's a cute dog. It's uh, some kind of chocolate lab mix that's just... She is precious. precious. Yeah, and she's got she's saying. got really pretty eyes. I don't know what like an amber almost like a golden amber to them. So those are those are the the well they're the eye popper in the in the picture, and they literally yeah. are her eyes. There you go, perfect. So check those out. Um, let's get into some NCAA tournament discussion. Obviously, the Buckeyes didn't get to win the Big Ten championship game, thus did not win the Big Ten championship, but took Illinois to overtime. Illinois is arguably the hottest team in the NCAA coming into the tournament season, and they proved it throughout the Big Ten tourney. They have been playing at a a ridiculous level. And Ohio State, I think if we had all sat down Thursday morning and said, all right, what do we think this Buckeye team's going to do? If you said they're going to go to overtime on Sunday, we'd all have, and then, and then you don't know after that, we all would have signed up for go to overtime on Sunday and see what you've got. Right, so yeah, I mean, I was frustrating in the moment, but it it was a great performance by this team throughout to get to that point. I was pretty much in the boat of yeah, I think they'll beat the you know the I guess Thursday morning we would have known that it was Minnesota who they were playing, but you know earlier in the week they'll beat the winner of Minnesota Northwestern most likely, and then they'll advance to play Purdue, and that one was sort of kind of a toss up for me, and I'm like I, I know they can beat Purdue, but they lost both times in the season, and you know sometimes when the team wins the two in the regular season, it just means they're the better team, and they they might get you better the third time, but Ohio State finds a way to win that, they keep advancing, and every game except for this Big Ten final went like the same way, where they they raced out to a big lead and then couldn't close it all in the in the second half, especially late, and you know made it a nail biter for the Buckeyes. And then the Illinois game goes the exact opposite way, where they basically traded off that that terrible you know end of the game for a terrible start for the game, where they weren't hitting any shots from the field. I think their first nine points were all from the free throw line, at least seven of those nine were, and then they they actually were able to close it out, and they they did enough. To, to come back against Illinois after being down 17 in the first half to tie it up right there at the end, force overtime, and just a, a few miscues in overtime uh, let Illinois get just enough of a lead to take it over. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it's tough, man, because I do think that this team uh, has had something special all year long. Towards the end of the regular season, that seemed to be eluding them, whatever that something special is, that that chemistry thing, just not getting shots to fall, whatever it was, they just they weren't able to do it. And like you said, part of that formula was literally down the stretch giving away games or falling apart at the end of games. And they still haven't totally corrected that, right? Even mm-hmm. in the Michigan game, they they had a chance, did Michigan, to win the game and they missed their last shot. I mean, everybody was playing good defense. I don't think they gave Michigan anything easy, but it wasn't totally in their hands, in part because Ohio State was, you know, not able to get it done down and the stretch. And it's especially frustrating because there they've been games where they'll have a ten point lead in the second half, and then you know five minutes left or so they'll have like a five or seven point lead, and so then it's it looks like it's the Buckeyes that are that are giving it up. You know, just make a few shots down down the stretch, and th- these games will be over. Instead, making it hard on yourself by allowing the other team to make stuff, and then turnovers. The they've got to get something. They're um, 
their like mental link up isn't there. There's a lot of times where there's like passes that look like it might lead to a good outlet, but instead the guy is running the other way and not looking at it at all. And we've seen that you know late in this season. So I don't know how they how they fix those those mental cues to to match up with each other. But right now that turnovers are really the bigger deal late in the game. They're missing yeah. some shots, but they're sometimes just not even getting to the point where they're taking shots. They're just losing the ball. Oh yeah, EJ Liddell the last couple games too down the stretch has had some moments right where where as good of a player as he is and i'm not trying to rip him he was great in the michigan game but i would say he had a bad game yesterday well he was great in the michigan game but even at the end of that game remember he had the you know tried to go behind his back against their you know seven foot freshman that picked his pocket and took it in right i mean that's they ended that game on three straight turnovers he had two of the three and a little bit before that he had that missed wide open dunk oh that <laughs> <laughs> and that's not, I mean, I'm not necessarily mad about that. It's just like, how does that one not go in? Right. So it's so hard to understand the physics of how that ball just did not go right through. And, yeah, he's and, not a player that you're mad tried to like stretch that into a dunk. I mean, he's, no, you know, he can all. make that play. So yeah, that one's just, you, you, you chalk it up to, but when you add it in with the two turnovers, it, I feel like they kind of wrap into one and that seemed to trail into the Illinois game for him. Luckily, Dwayne Washington was great all weekend long. Well, that's what I was going to say is here, here's the good thing, right? Dwayne Washington is playing at the level that you need someone on your team to be playing when you go to March, right? When you go to the to the NCAA tourney, you need someone who is heated up, ready to go, and can hit from anywhere. And I, I, he doesn't need to score 30 a game. Obviously, yesterday, he did score 30, and they still didn't win. But the point is, you know that you've got someone, when crunch time comes, you know where the ball's going to typically need to go. And defenses know that, too. They're going to be preparing to stop him. That's going to lead to open shots for other guys. So it's not just about him being good. It's about how that's going to elevate the rest of the team. So having that piece kind of situated, you still can have an EJ Liddell go for 25 games. Can't you? Yeah. Right. I mean, you still have other guys. Justice Sewing went for twenty two yesterday. I mean, you you have guys who can also score in addition to that. But the fact that you know you've got that number one guy bringing the ball up every time down in crunch time, and you can rely on him to get to draw a foul, to try to you know get to the lane, hit an open three. Those are the things you need. You've got to have that guy going. You can't just say, "Oh yeah, two months ago that guy was really good, but now he's not." Dwayne Washington Jr. is that guy for this team. So. Having that identity, I think, is going to help them get into this tournament and possibly have a chance to go far because we know everything else they do. Yeah. But you you look at what they've gone through with this NCAA tournament. It's been talked about quite a bit. I'm still just incredibly impressed with the fact that they got to overtime with Illinois, not having Kyle Young either of the last two games, right? I mean, this is this is a thing that that certainly, I think, shows you just how good this Buckeye team is. And if... Big if Kyle Young can be healthy for the game on Friday or whenever, you know, if it's not Friday, maybe it's Sunday. If they get to that point, which we hope they will, that's where I think you're still looking at a team that hasn't reached its full potential. Now you've got Dwayne Washington bring back a healthy Kyle Young if he can, and this team can still improve in other areas. There's lots of room for improvement with this team, and they are a top two seed, and they are looking like one of the best paths to get to a Final Four in all of the NCAA tournament. This feels really good, at least to me.
Yeah, good news. You're a two seed, so if Kyle Young can't go Friday, probably won't make too much of a difference for the Buckeyes because they get to play a 15 seed who they're going to be the overmatched talent against. On Dwayne Washington, he seems to be building to the point where he he does this. He throws up these shots that you're not quite sure about, but sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. And I think that mentality that he has and the ability to to pull the trigger on some of those shots that you're not quite sure about he's going to have a special moment in the tournament. I'm calling it. I'm predicting it. He's going to have a special late basket that either is like a game winner, a dagger, something like that for Ohio State. I think that's something that is in Dwayne Washington's future. He's going to have a huge impact with that. You mentioned the you know the way they ended the season now. Think about how different it is to go 0-4 over two weeks in your Final Four regular season games, then go 3-1 and all the way down to overtime, down to the wire for the Big Ten title game in your subsequent four tournament games so a, a complete change of momentum for the Buckeyes and now they're going in with a hot player in Dwayne Washington a another really really good player in EJ Liddell who finally got his first taste of postseason basketball I think that's something discounted he's only a sophomore didn't play yeah. in the Big Ten tournament last year because it got canceled didn't play in the NCAA tournament for the same reason so he finally got his first taste of postseason basketball some good some bad but I think that's huge that he got four games in it and now he gets to go into the NCAA tournament, knowing the intensity level around these win or go home games. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point too, because teams do evolve and grow over the, the course of this season, and that's why, like, as I'm watching these games, yes, it would have been frustrating if they had lost to Purdue. It would have been frustrating to lose that game to Michigan, but it's also one of those things where what you need them to do is be playing about as good as they can. You need this entire team to be functioning well when they get into those final games in the NCAA tournament. We are now there, and they are now playing pretty well. I mean, it's about as good as you can hope for from this team right now, and there's still room for improvement. So I'm excited to see it. I saw a writer tweet out that at the end of the Michigan game when it looked like Ohio State might be giving it up and Michigan's going to complete the comeback. There was an AP writer who tweeted out something that was like, "If if you play to not lose, you will lose. And I was like, I get the sentiment there, but if they're, quote, playing not to lose, well, they've just won, you know, after they won the Michigan game, they just won three in a row playing not to lose, quote, unquote, based on you. So, yeah, you can say that, and it's like coach speak, you know, random stuff, but it's just not true in this instance. I just thought that was funny. I know. It's, yeah, I, I think some of the cliches, you have to throw them out. You got to, you do whatever you have to do to win. I mean, that's yeah. really all it is, is you, f- you figure out what that game is like in that moment and you make those decisions as a coach, as a player. It's, it's one of the most unique experiences in all of sports is to watch this, you know, the, t- the conference tourneys and then the NCAA tourney back to back. And so I'm, I'm excited now to get into all of that, which we will. We're going to talk about it a lot today. Uh, like I said, we've got Yikes coming up at 534. But when we come back, we will talk about how the NCAA is supremely inefficient and the tournament is highlighting this beautifully. That and more about Ohio State's upcoming opponent. That's next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on Westerville Road south of Morris Road. This accident does involve an injury. Please be cautious as they try to get things cleaned up. Plan on some slowdowns here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Save up to $300 on top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepy's at Mattress Firm right now. And can get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more to elevate your sleep. Every night, save big, sleep better. Shop the semi-annual sale right now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Dare, dare to be dumb. The team that is better on paper will win 
at least 50% of the time. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Monday. Chops is in for Common Man today. And Chops has got something very special to tell you. All right, Bone. The tournament is fun, but it's even more fun when you have the chance to win some cash. That's for sure. Head to 971thefan.com and register for the Lions, the Lions Den Fan Tournament Challenge. Compete against listeners and your favorite fan personalities for your shot at 1500 bucks. It's all sponsored by the Lions Den, celebrating 50 years of providing you pleasure, passion, and romance. I already got my bracket filled out on there. It's under Mark Ch- Mad Chops, which is very, <laughs> very much stretching what? puns, but I, I just decided to do that. <laughs> well, because my, my name, Mark, is in March. Yeah. Yes, so I right. did that, and then I then I just made it Mad Chops instead of Madness. <laughs> well, because I don't want to get sued by the NCAA. Well, you can't. Well, do you that. don't. You you've heard about that, right? Vasectomy yes. mayhem is getting people sued. So you don't. You know, they had that last week where they sued a urologist who was advertising vasectomy mayhem, not even Madness mayhem. And they said, nope, too close. And they're, they're suing them saying you're, and they you're were right on it. The copyright. <laughs> well, yeah, they were right on it because they, they didn't miss a beat. And that's what we talked about last week is I don't know who's confused when they hear vasectomy mayhem. And they're like, I'm sorry. I thought this was a basketball game. I don't know what you're doing right now. I, I don't even know what the confusion would be that like you think it's associated with a basketball tournament. And what, where would that even get you? If you made that connection, if your brain made no that idea. connection, what would that mean to you? You know what? If your brain made that connection, you probably just go ahead and with the get the vasectomy anyway, because it's probably <laughs> going to save everybody right a lot choice. of problems. Probably helpful for everyone involved. If that's how dumb you are. So yeah, in either case, I, I have not put on my bracket yet, which I like. I initially was thinking I was going to fill it out right away, and then I thought, no, 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 I'll get to it. I want to let this all simmer. I want to, because usually I am like first bracket in. Let's just get it done, get it off my plate. I don't want to think about it too much. Maybe this mm-hmm. year, because I never win. Maybe this year I should think about it. That's what I'm saying. Hashtag think about it. That's what I think I'm going to try to do. I'm going to actually think about it this year and then fill it out. So I haven't filled it out yet, is what I'm telling you. But I will. I'm going to jump on the contest as well and. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I mean, think about it. Do it right away. It never turns out any better. You try to throw <laughs> in a few true. upsets because you know there's going to be some. And if you manage to you know, pick a team that randomly makes a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 run, then all of a sudden your bracket moves all the way up. But if you made, if you chose the wrong 11 seed or the, or the wrong 8 seed or whatever it might be, then it does nothing for you and your bracket just falls down. I'm going with the safe bet of saying Gonzaga goes all the way this year. It's just hard for me to not. Pick them. I don't know who else to pick, but I do have the Buckeyes advancing all the way to the title game. Just oh, why not? All right. It, it seems good. like it could happen, and I don't feel too strongly about the teams in their path. I, I believe I'm going to have Ohio State in my Final Four for sure. I've just not decided where I'm going to go after that. So I need to I need to finalize it. I need to get in there and do all the digging and make my plans. But I haven't I haven't put it together yet. But soon enough, I will. I'm sure everyone's waiting to see what I have to say. They're and it'll probably be not. under the bracket title March Boneness. <laughs> March Madbone. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'm going to follow your lead on that. Um, by the way, we haven't really spent a lot of time talking about the Buckeyes opponent coming up on Friday. That's partially because I, I think we'll have plenty of time this week to discuss that. I also think I'm not mature enough to spend a whole week seriously talking about a school called Oral Roberts University. And I am very aware for those of you who are like, they've actually been in the tournament before. Haven't you ever? Yeah, I know. I am very aware of Oral Roberts University. I grew up 
knowing about Oral Roberts University. Grew up very religious, very familiar with people who went to Oral Roberts University. So, yes, I am aware of that school, and I am also aware of all the jokes and puns we can make. And here's what I'm telling you, Chops. There will be a time for laughing and joking, but this week I say let's get serious about Oral. Let's really talk about what they're doing there. So here's what I know about Oral Roberts University. They are a great shooting team. They play zero defense. They're terrible defensively. Bottom third in Ken Palm's adjusted defensive rankings. In like Uh, all of them, too. Yeah, them total, but then if you look into it, all of it. (laughs) No no area where they're good at defense. (laughs) Which I guess, you know what, in some ways, right? have Have we met a team this year that plays in Columbus that occasionally is really good at shooting the basketball and doesn't always play the best defense? Now, not as bad defensively from a metric standpoint as Oral Roberts University is, but... They are still, uh, they, they are, Buckeyes have had those difficulties too, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, and like the Buckeyes with Dwayne Washington, where they have a go-to guy, uh, Max Asmus is their leading scorer, 24.2 points per game. That also is best in the NCAA on a per-game basis. So he outscored Cade Cunningham when they played Oklahoma State in December. Yeah. Now it's, that's three months ago. I mean, it's, you know. He's still really good. I'm just yeah, he's pointing got out some some 40 uh, point games under his belt yes, this season he does. and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, he's a guy who can score. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the John Morant factor for Oral Roberts, unfortunately. No. But no, I don't think it's that level. Looking into them, there's like okay, there's a there's a way for this team to get an upset. But that defense, I just don't think, especially with Ohio State's strength being their offense, I think the Buckeyes are more than capable of outscoring Oral Roberts on yeah. Friday. Don't let them go to the line though; they're the best free throw shooting team in the country i read yeah so here's here's where it comes down to very simple analysis play like ohio state if they play as physical as they've played this whole big 10 season and in the big 10 tourney where they've really had to ratchet it up even further in this big 10 tournament you play that physical against 90 percent of the teams in college basketball and and i guess what i mean is not just not, not fouling teams recklessly i'm saying if when they foul you, you just power through and get the bucket, and you're going to get a ton of foul calls in this, I, I would think, from most teams. I, and I just on think, the other end, you don't have to play you know, Michigan and Illinois twice and Iowa right. once in your stretch of your last four games, who right. for some reason all have very efficient seven-footers. And then you even look at uh, uh, Travion uh, Williams on Purdue. Yes. So that was another yes. big guy they had to contend with in the Big Ten tournament here. And you're not going to see... The Big Ten has this weird concentration of giant guys who are also, also good at basketball. A lot of times you see seven-footers on teams nowadays and they're kind of just there because they're supposed to be good at basketball and they're not huge factors. But all these teams in the Big Ten have actual really good big men, so it'll be nice for the Buckeyes to get a, a chance to step back and not have to deal with that on the defensive end for a while. Yeah, it really will be. And that Hunter Dickinson from uh, Michigan who picked uh, EJ's pocket was God. I can't stand him, and I know he like I don't mean as a person. He he may be the nicest person in the world, but on the court he is he's got a Tebow factor for me in that he's very good and he's annoyingly good. Is it because? He, he wants to every time he scores let you know that he like he does a minimal thing and it's like he's got to like pump his chest and be all flexing and angry and it's like all right dude just ra- we get it you're good like i i don't want to see it that's what i'm saying so but i get it you're right there's a ton of guys like him who are just annoyingly very good big men in the Big 10 and 90% of the teams you're going to play in this in this tournament do not have that so Ohio State will get to play some teams that are actually like human sized for a while and hopefully that'll help them recover from all the you know bludgeoning that had to happen yeah. during this tournament 
One so. thing on Michigan, real quick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's because I hate them or if I'm becoming like an old man, like get off my lawn. But I know that technically a lot of their guys' hairstyles are like in or whatever. But I feel like there's a there's a number of guys on Michigan that I, for the life of me, cannot understand why anybody would want the hairstyles they've chosen. <laughs> And I don't know what it is. Maybe it, it might just be because I don't like that team up north. But I'm just That's watching. That's fine. Them, you're you're biased against their haircuts. I understand. No, yeah. There's something wrong with the barbers up north. Hey, that's what I'll. That's hey, what I'll go. It sounds like you're trying to have a little fun. Let's get serious about Oral Roberts. All right. Let's just <laughs> calm down. All right. Uh, we are going to talk about why the NCAA is inefficient, and we didn't get to that this segment. So we'll do that next because that guy that we're going to talk about is also supremely annoying, and he's back in the NCAA tournament, and I can't stand him. That's coming up next. It's Man and Bone on the Fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident still being worked on right now. You'll find a crash on Westerville Road, south of Morris Road. This crash does involve an injury. It is causing slowdowns in this area as they work to get the roadway clear. Please be careful over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Save up to $300 on top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies at Mattress Firm right now. And you can get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more to elevate your sleep. Every night, save big, sleep better. Shop the semi-annual sale now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. No Common Man today, but Chops is in for him. Tons of March Madness talk today. Tons of tourney discussion. We'll have some talk about uh, Drew Brees as well. His career comes to an end. He announced his retirement over the weekend, so we'll get into that a little bit later. And, of course, the segment that's not a segment coming up at 534, it's Yikes! All negative yikes chops. We we did away with positive yikes. That was a thing that Mike wanted to make a thing, and I don't I don't think that's a thing. I don't understand positive yikes. Yeah, like he would know. say, uh, "This person donated a you know Dolly Parton donated a million dollars to vaccine research." Yikes! And it's like, why? Why? That's not yikes. Yikes is only negative in my mind. But he was he was fighting for positive yikes. And Ted, I think we shut him down effectively on that. Correct? Are we we're done with that? Yeah, absolutely. We shut him down. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think positive yikes w- would work. No, I, I don't really understand. It's when you see something cringy or something bad, or and you go, yikes. Yes, You know, exactly. the, the internet one is big yikes. Now. Yes, definitely. Big yikes. <laughs> right. Nobody ever says that to like, oh, here's this awesome meal I just ate, and I took a picture of it. Unless the big yikes is for you're being too internet right now by taking a picture of your food, in which case maybe there's a discussion to be had. Uh, speaking of like a guy whose whole career is a yikes, <laughs> Rick Patino is back in business. Yes, he, uh, if you've forgotten, has taken a job with Iona. They won whatever conference they are in, where I think they played Fairfield or Hampton or La Quinta in. They played a hotel. I don't know. They played someone. I think it was Fairfield who they played. But they are in now out of the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Is that Iona the Mac? won. The Mac, yeah, yeah, I guess the Mac. Anyway, so some Mac action. Iona got it done. They're in the tournament. Rick Pitino was career over in 2018, right? I mean that those those articles got written. Those those people were on SportsCenter saying this is it for Rick Pitino. He'll never coach in college basketball again after he was fired from Louisville. Uh, they have since gone back and amended that to. He resigned, but no party was at fault, and he didn't get any of his money, or he got some of his money. Anyway, the point is, we all thought he was done in college basketball. NCAA was going to hit him with a hammer and say, you're never allowed to coach here again. 
Well, that never happened. He only got second-degree violations for his role in the basketball Adidas paying players scandal. And now he's been taken on by another school. He's got him in the NCAA tournament. Rick Pitino's back, and I'm really not happy about it. Basically, all that stuff that hit the fan in 2018, Rick Pitino included, and he had stuff on top of the Adidas scandal, you know, with everything he's done and did at Louisville and done in the past. But nothing has come of 2018 and all that stuff. The, the NCAA is still dragging their feet, not being able to get any information out of anybody. Like the FBI investigations happened and people went down for that, but these head coaches by and large have gotten away with it. And Rick Pitino being one of the worst offenders got to go over to Greece, coach for a few years, come back. And I guess when we, you know, when people wrote all those articles about how Pitino's going to be done in college basketball, we kind of forgot that there's like a billion teams in division one college basketball and somebody's going to hire somebody especially if he's not you know with like a show cause penalty or anything and even a, a school like Iona for the publicity might do it anyways because the chances of them making the tournament aren't very high most years so what does a postseason ban really mean to him yeah right I I don't know I don't know I mean it it's it's entirely frustrating that the NCAA has allowed this to go on he has been hit with these secondary violations and his punishment has still not been announced for that so he's able to coach take a team to the tournament and at some point, there may be like a, a five or ten game suspension that comes his way. He was fired from Louisville, but that was not the NCAA's punishment. That was just what Louisville said they wanted yeah. to do to make sure they got out ahead of it. I, I really, I mean, I don't people, know. What the NCAA people does went to, to jail for this. People yeah. went to jail over this scandal, or at least were charged with crimes that could land you in jail: bribery, money laundering, wire fraud, and a lot of these scandals. Who were they doing that for? Were they were they just doing it because they were these rich shoe executives who wanted to make sure they got these players before they went to the NBA? I'm sure partially, but part of that also was these basketball coaches who have ties to these shoe programs had some involvement. You cannot tell me that Rick Pitino had no idea what was going on. He's always claimed he had no idea with any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Any anything that's ever brought up against him, it's like, well, I didn't I didn't know that was going on. I just I heard there were some parties. I didn't know they had strippers that were coming to what? the, you know, into the, right. He got suspended for that when they had strippers at Billy Minardi Hall in and Louisville. And it's so funny because a lot of times you hear with like people getting in trouble with the NCAA and it's the like lack of institutional control or whatever. And somehow he, Rick Patino is, is a masterclass at making sure that that institutional control, you know, that, that threshold, that barrier ends at the level just below him at assistant coach. They're all the ones doing that. I'm just, I'm just impressed with their recruiting. And it turns out they were doing some, some, you know, below the board things for recruiting. I had no idea. I thought we were just getting things done because we were Louisville. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. And it, it's, it's, I, I just can't stand that this is how the NCAA works. I also can't stand the fact that Jim Trussell had a show, a five year show cause penalty for basically not forwarding emails. And then Rick Pitino can just not only like skate on with his life, but gets to come back. And still be coaching. I just, I yeah, don't and understand. Then, it. And then even more, made all the more frustrating because he's good at it. Well, right. And there's also that. <laughs> he wins. Yes, he is good at it. There's no denying that. And I've seen Doug Gottlieb, among other, you know, pieces of garbage. Doug Gottlieb is up there for me. I can't stand him. But Doug Gottlieb was like out there like, Rick Patino is the greatest coach of my lifetime. And it's like, that's, yeah, he's the greatest basketball coach of your lifetime. If you want to say that, you can have that argument. That's fine. Here's the difference for me. All these college athletic administrators want to tell you 
they have a reason why they do this, and it's for the student athletes, and they care about you know right and wrong and teaching not yes. just how to play basketball, but how to learn about life. And then the system that you're talking about rewards guys like Rick Pitino. And he's not the only one. There's more that get rewarded, too. But he's the best example of it we have right now. And it's just sickening. Things that are there for entertainment and there for, you know, the extra just, you know, fun things in life like that. Sports, movies, television shows, whatever, music, things like that. And especially when you go down to college sports, shouldn't be a win or accomplish or do whatever at any cost type endeavor. We don't need Iona to be good at basketball. There shouldn't be an at any cost and hire a Rick Pitino just because you think he can make you better at basketball. Unfortunately, that's where we're at with a lot of these things. But why can't we just say college basketball is kind of just done with Rick Pitino, even though he's good at the the technical sense of coaching basketball? He had, well, he took a team that last year I think was like a 500 team and now got him to the NCAA tournament. Oh, and by the way. They missed 51 days of this uh, season because of COVID lockdowns. They didn't play from like the middle of December to February. He had COVID, did Rick Pitino. Like, ever, like their whole program had it. It was completely off the rails bad there. And I'm not blaming him for that. I'm just saying this is how good of a coach he is. They went through all that and then ran the table at their tournament and got in. Like, that's how good of a coach he is as far as X's and O's, getting a bunch of new guys to play together and quickly learn how to do something. It's it's phenomenal what he's able to do. It's so, yeah, also kind of sickening that that's at how the end of the day. At. Tip of a hat, mad respect to Rick Pitino. No, what a coach, no, greatest no, coach of my no, lifetime. No, <laughs> oh, so Iona is playing Alabama as a 15 seed. They've drawn two seed Alabama. I have never rooted for Alabama harder in my life than I'm going to root for them when they play Iona. So. Take a break. Come back. Uh, the best job going is apparently being a terrible college coach. We'll talk more about that in a second. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A couple of accidents to watch out for. You'll find a crash on Westerville Road south of Oakland Park Avenue. This injury crash is at Albert Avenue. Please be cautious as they try to get things cleaned up. And an accident has cleared from Westerville Road south of Morris Road, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. Ready to buy a new home but don't know where to start? Rocket can. Check out the Rocket Mortgage Home Buyer's Guide for articles, tips, and tools. When you need your mortgage to fit your family and budget, Rocket can. Rocket Mortgage. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Chops is filling in for Common Man today. Uh, we've got plenty of NCAA tournament action to discuss, but one team that didn't make the tournament chops is Indiana. The Hoosiers. Bad this year. 12 and 15. Where's the tournament this year? Oh, that's right. It's in the state of Indiana, and a lot of it's taking place around Indianapolis and surrounding towns. And I believe uh, Assembly Hall is hosting the first four games. So oh, rubbing a little bad. salt into the wound there. That's Yeah, that's no good. Uh, but Athletic Director Scott Dolson released a statement confirming that Archie Miller has been fired after four seasons. Of course, the former Dayton head coach. And at one time, the object of much desire for Ohio State basketball fans who were thinking, well, if we're going to move on from Thad Mata, maybe Archie Miller's the guy. Uh, that didn't happen because they didn't move on from Thad Mata in time to do it. And I remember a lot of us at least were frustrated, like, man, maybe that's a guy you could have had instead of Indiana. Yeah. Well, now four years on, Chris Holtman's doing great, and Archie Miller's been fired. 
crazy how that works out that uh yeah the, i i didn't see that one coming when the hire happened but certainly after this season you can understand why it would be holtman swapped over from the state of indiana over to ohio archie went from dayton over to the state of indiana and uh turns out taking the indiana guy when it comes to basketball was the right choice for the buckeyes it's crazy when you look at them stacked up to each other and just how Holtman is better in, in the four years. They've been here both four years at the Ohio State and Indiana, and respectively, Holtman is better in all categories except for recruiting. So the the head start that Archie Miller got with the recruiting was the only one he won, and then Holtman was able to best him in head-to-head matchup, Big Ten wins, uh, you know, just overall wins and NCAA tournament appearances in the last four years. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is truly has Chris Holman shown that. Ohio, and, and kudos to Gene Smith because at the time we kind of you know poked at that and said, "Well, I don't know. This maybe could have been handled better by the athletic department." Well, we were wrong. Gene Smith yeah. figured out a way to handle it gloriously. And, and you never know if the things are going to. You never know if things are going to go better if they go a different way. Like maybe Archie Miller is more successful at Ohio State than he was at Indiana if that hire is made. But I don't think he would have been more successful than what Chris Holtman has right. been at Ohio State. Right. He he could have had more success than what he did with IU. That's a fair call. But no, Chris Holtman is the right guy for the job, and it has has been very good. It's also very good to be Archie Miller today, and you might not think that given that he just got fired. But uh, due to some private philanthropic funding. Uh, his buyout was fully paid for, including they said like all relocation costs and anything else that he needs to fully be out of there. It's more than ten million dollars. We hate you. Here's ten million dollars. <laughs> Here's ten million dollars to cover everything. I hope that's enough. Please get out of our face. That's there's no it. better job in the world yep, you than said it. fired college coach football or basketball at this moment they people just love to get rid of them so if you really it's not about getting hired at a, at a school that you think you can be successful at or that you think you can turn around it just has to be a school where they care about that sport enough that boosters will pay money to get rid of you it doesn't even have to be a school that you know is actually up at that level like tennessee isn't really at that blue blood level right now and i don't know if they're going to be able to get back but they're boosting Sure, sure think they are so they'll pay to get rid of you indiana basketball hasn't been as good as they as they once were in recent memory but they will pay you to get out of there because they think they should be well and you know what that could be it too there I, I we've said that about tennessee i don't think indiana's quite where tennessee is as far as how far they've fallen but it's it's definitely hard times for both those programs different than what you would have expected but we have said this and i've been guilty of saying it recently who wants that tennessee job right why would anybody want to go there why would anybody maybe want this IU job? And, and yeah. the answer is because this is how it will end for you if it goes bad. If, it, if it's worst-case scenario and you can't turn this team around and you end up not being able to fix it because of institutional issues or whatever else, they're going to pay you lots and lots of money to go away. You can, you know, Obviously, that's frustrating. You don't want to see that happen. But the upside is if you are good at it, you turn around a program that's going to create lifelong loyalty to you as a head coach. So... The downside is what Archie Miller got today. $10 million to go away. I, I don't know if anyone who would... <laughs> right, I also... <laughs> so now the guy getting $10 million to be fired is considered a, a philanthropic endeavor I always for wonder Indiana with, boosters. Like, with these people who are... Obviously, if you're paying $10 million, money is not an object for you to, to get a guy to go away, but... You know, usually I would think even if you're super rich, $10 million to donate it to, like, a building project on campus, it's like, yeah, well, they're going to rename... 
part of the school, like this wing of the, the law school will be named after me or something. And they're getting a new building too. So that's where my $10 million gift went. In this case, like, what do they name after you? Nothing? Like, does the next head coach, do <laughs> you get they a plaque name on like, the wall that's like hiring rights of, or firing rights of right. Archie Miller? I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I really, like, do they just put like a red X over his face on like a picture and say, brought to you by this donor? Like, I, I would imagine it's because boosters probably only hang out with a lot of people of their ilk. And so they get to, in those circles, take credit for it. That's so maybe true, it's right. not something that's super public facing, but in their circles, they're going to let people know it was that. Well, and, and everyone will say, you know, the fact we got Coach X, whoever they hire, that's partially because he helped get Archie Miller out, mm-hmm. you know, pay $10 million, he or so she. So that's probably so. it, because I imagine, too, if you're somebody who, you know, is willing to fork up $10 million just to get a basketball coach, you know, fired so that hopefully your college basketball team can be better, you're probably somebody who likes to brag and has a bit of ego to yeah. you. So that yeah. probably fits in with that. Richard Patino also got canned today from Minnesota, and I just think that's got to suck where your dad is in the news for like, hey, he's back. And it's like, how's this kid doing? It's like, I got fired. And it's, that they is were a better. decent team this year. They had some. They had some good wins. They beat Ohio State big. They beat. Uh, I think they beat Iowa on Christmas Day. I remember watching that game, and they just couldn't keep it all together the entire season. And uh, a little up and down for Minnesota this yeah, year. Yeah, Richard Patino. Maybe maybe him and his dad could team up and go uh, go coach somewhere else. Maybe they'll work together. Never know. Either case, uh, that that is quite the job to have when you can get fired, get ten million dollars to go away, like Archie Miller did. Something else. Another guy is going away. He's not getting paid to. He's just leaving because it's time to hang him up. Drew Brees retired over the weekend. We'll discuss his legacy next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for right now. You're going to find some slow traffic on I-70 downtown split eastbound between the 71-315 west split and the 71 east split. Plan on some delays in that area. And more slowdowns on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Traffic is delayed there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Valspar. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. That's why Valspar is offering deals on 5-gallon Valspar PVA primer, now $39.99, and 25% off 5-gallon Valspar Ultra Paint and Primer at Lowe's. Offer valid March 15th through the 26th. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Attention. Please flip your listening device to the stupid setting. Thank you. You're listening to Man and Bone. Happy Monday to you. Chops is in for Common Man today. Tons of NCAA tournament talk we've been doing today, but switch gears here and talk a little football because uh, not not totally shocking news, at least not for me. I think probably not for you, Chops, but Drew Brees announced Sunday on Instagram that he has decided to retire from the NFL after 20 seasons. Uh, so he To be fair, his kids announced it. Well, that, that's right, yes. His kids did. Uh, his kids who are named B- B- Balin, Bowen, Callan, and Rylan. It's like uh, it's like the Dodgeball, the Global Gym Purple Cobras, you know, laser, taser, blazer. <laughs> that's how uh, Drew right. Brees named his that's, kids. That's exactly right. But uh, they were cute kids, and they made the announcement, and they said, Dad's going to get to spend more time with us. So there you go. That's that's psych. Cool. I'm going to work for NBC. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, except on the weekends during football season, I'll still be gone. Don't get used to me being here. I'll be traveling to various NFL outposts to keep talking football. But hey, there you go. He's going to get paid millions of dollars to do that, just like he got paid millions of dollars to talk or to play football for this many years. So Drew Brees, as a player, we know how great he was, and uh, I don't know. Like, does his does his career seem a little maybe? 
unfulfilled. I mean, he did win a Super Bowl, but I think at the one, so he doesn't have to deal with that the Dan Marino thing. But I think if you're looking at it, that's probably the best comparison for the the crazy huge statistics and never could quite put it all together for huge. Except the one time, except the one time he did right, which which is obviously very important. But you know, I think it's interesting too, and I I didn't realize this. I guess just in my head, it never really dawned on me that. He, if I remember, like he had played all these years, had all these great numbers, led the league in many statistical categories, many different times, but never won the MVP. Came in second a bunch of times. Four, which is which also, I, I believe they said is is the most all time somebody's gotten second four times. Right. Now, when you have Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, you know, also playing during a large portion of your playing career, not to mention all the other greats who have come through since then, right? Like Big Ben, et cetera, and now the and new he generation. Falls in- he probably falls into like the like the Ohio State coach category where it's like he's the only guy who's ever thrown for five thousand yards more than once and he's done it five times. So he's sort of like a well, he's Drew Brees. Of course, his stats are like this. So people right. maybe don't pay as much of attention to his crazy years because he's all, he does it every year. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that there's there's definitely something to be said for he could have been the MVP one of those years because that award has never been to the the best football player, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. There are guys every year who probably are better football players, even than Tom Brady, you know, in a given year. But, you know, a lot of times that award is going to go to a quarterback on a really good team. So one of those years, it definitely could have swung to Drew Brees. It didn't. Um, but he did win the Super Bowl. Obviously a no doubt Hall of Famer. The, the second they <laughs> five years and a minute after, you know, that time has passed, he will be instantly inducted into the Hall of Fame, of course. Yep. Um, as far as what oh go ahead sorry Jeff. I was just about to say I feel a little bad for him because he's right now he uh he's got the the is it the touchdown it's the yardage and completions record I think Tom Brady has already passed him again for the touchdown record and he's and Tom Brady is pretty close to passing him in both the yardage and completions especially if he plays two more years I think so that stinks for Drew. He's not going to be able to hold on to any of those records and there's just no way he can because Tom Brady's never going to stop playing. Yeah, right. It's it's something else that if maybe he had come through in another era, maybe he is, you know, maybe he's not viewed as like one of the three or four best. He's viewed as like the best period mm-hmm. of his era. But he yes, came through in a in a, you know, really tough time. And obviously it's it's very trippy for me to remember him playing at Purdue because that in my lifetime that is so long ago I can't even process it properly but then I have to remember I also have to think back to when Tom Brady was playing at Michigan that's how old these guys are and they're still playing in the NFL or at least Drew Brees was up through this season so yeah it's incredible that their careers have gone on this long it's incredible that Tom Brady is still playing and still winning Super Bowls but well, I, Tom I Brady is playing with guys he used to play with their sons he's playing with yeah. sons of players he used to play with it's crazy <laughs> it's, it's bizarre but it's also I I think for Drew Brees, it probably had to be something where they, you know, they lost to the Bucks. That had to be something where he he realized, all right, this is as far as it's going to go. I I just can't keep doing this. And you you got beat by one of the greats and his team. They went on to win a Super Bowl. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was just the moment where he said, all right, I. I we came close. We're just not there anymore. I'm not there anymore. The pattern is there that his arm gives out as the season goes on. Yes, and that's right. when you need your quarterback's arm more than any time. So if you can't throw it in the postseason, you're not going to be able to accomplish much. Yeah. And off the field, obviously, he was, he was, a you know, known for a lot of the, you know, social work that he did. He was known for, you know, raising money and all those different things. Uh, obviously helped with the city of New Orleans, uh, getting back from Hurricane Katrina, the, you know, what that, 
never negate what sports teams can do for a city. They can unify, bring together, as we know. And Drew Brees was a big part of that in New Orleans. He even said, I'm not, it's not the end of me in New Orleans, it's the end of me playing football here. You know, we're going to be here for a long time. Um, and, and then, like you said, he's going to go be on TV. He's going to call Sunday night football games. He's going to also be a part of uh, the Notre Dame broadcast, I noticed. Uh, he'll be calling some games for them too on that regard. So, and then he and Tarico, you know, as these NFL, you know, that's been a news story for the last few weeks about, you know, what's their new TV deal going to be? Well, if NBC finds a way to, to stretch that into two national games yeah. a week or something, you know, I, I would assume him and Tarico would be the first people up to do that game. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you know that his future is calling that. And obviously he's got a long term outlook on that. I would tend to think so. Very interested to watch him in the broadcast booth. I don't know what he'll do, but yeah, Drew Brees had a phenomenal career, and now that that's drawing to a close, I think you know, the timing of it, if I read correctly, I think it's 15 years to the day that he signed up with the Saints, so that was part of the symmetry of why he announced it on this date, and clearly the Saints knew what was happening because as soon as that occurred, then they went into motion with like, well, here's what we're doing with you know our quarterback situation. The news about Taysom Hill is weird. Um, because it got reported right after this Drew Brees deal that they've restructured Taysom Hill's contract and signed him to a four-year, $140 million contract. And when I first saw that tweet from Schefter, I don't know about you, Chops, but my eyes like shot out of my face and ran all over the house and then they came did back. What? Yes, they they I just like lost my mind when I saw four hundred and forty million dollars for Taysom Hill. Keep in mind too, before you look into the details of it and why they did it, they're the team that's the second most over the cap right now of this lower cap season. So to see that and try to put that together, it's like why would they sign this random quarterback who might not even be fully their future to this deal that you know it, it at first glance looks like it would increase their salary cap hit with him. Right, it would make no sense. And then there there has been since a lot of explanation about it, and I don't know how much of it you've read, Chops. I have read almost every article I can find on it. I still do not understand why they are doing this, but the reality is this. The big thing you need to know is they're not giving Taysom Hill $140 million. They, they are just they're calling it that as a contract, but then they're saying all the years beyond this year are voidable by the team. So. Yes. So they're, none of them are guaranteed. They can be voided instantly for pretty much no reason. And so they're not real. And so then everyone tells like, yeah, but this deal, because of the way they did it, this allows them to then restructure his contract and they save a few million dollars. I think it's six or seven million dollars this year on the cap, which will then be borrowed from years in the future. Anyway, what I, what, <laughs> what is weird is they have, how many articles have you seen chops where they say the numbers don't matter? The 140 million, it really could have been any number. Okay. Then why did you pick 140 million? Why wouldn't you just say like, Hey, we signed him to a four year deal, but only 12 million of it's guaranteed for this season. Yeah. Why? Like if it only saves you, you know, six or seven million on the salary cap, I'm assuming it didn't have to look like that big of money being stretched over all these years that you're just going to void out anyway. So you're right. Yeah. Why did you pick a number that would be a headline for a backup quarterback who, might be your starter, might still be just a gadget player. It it's a weird decision by them, and it just goes to show you that it is true. the The salary cap is fake. It's not a real thing. They teams just constantly work ways around it, and they do all this accounting, and they find the guys who are team first, have them restructure their deals to be whatever it can be. Tom Brady just did this with the Bucks too. His makes more sense, I think, uh, because you understand like his base pay year to year, but. 
Taysom Hill, yeah, I mean, they're just essentially going to avoid these, take a little bit more dead money on him, but in future years where the cap will be back up to where it is healthy and possibly after these new TV deals come in, take a big jump in, you know, two years or whatever. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's still something that is bizarre. I, it's one of those explain it to me like I'm five things that I don't I'm think I'm almost done with salary cap news right now because it's it is there every year and teams working ways around it and everything but like it's at the forefront this year because of the drop because of the coronavirus affected season last year and we're dealing with that and so every single free agency article about any player signing anything or agreeing to any sort of contract is this huge thing in the salary cap and it's hard to follow because you have to look at it from year. I mean, these are like uh, these are like almost advanced accounting things now. And it's like as a football fan, I no, I'm, I don't need to look into it this much. I know right. they're going to figure it out, right? I mean, but also from a football fan standpoint, like I want to make sure that no one is actually cheating, and I'm quite sure they're not because the NFL certainly should know all these rules. But when you see all these details. It, it almost makes you wonder, like, should we even care about any of the numbers we see other than, as we always know, look for the guaranteed money and what's guaranteed to him to Taysom Hill in this deal is like $12 million, which is a lot, but it's definitely not $140 million like it initially sounded. He is not getting a quarterback contract along the lines of any free agent quarterback that's out there who would be, you know, a top 10 quarterback. Mm-hmm. So before you start thinking Taysom Hill, finally they're rewarding him for his greatness. No, they're not. They're they're trying to find a way to get around the salary. Well, cap. then but you I, look on the on the other side, and it's you know Jameis Winston's name is out there now. Who was he's a free agent, but he was with the Saints last year. And you're looking at the numbers they're offering him, and it's much more in line with what you think. You know they they might offer yeah. him to bring in to to compete. And then if you're yeah if you're not paying close enough attention that it's all salary cap nonsense, Taysom Hill. You're like, well, why are they paying Taysom Hill this much if they want to bring in? James <laughs> Winston for half of it's that a or very less misleading to compete thing, with him. Yeah. It, at least on the outside for fans, it's very misleading the way some of the people have tweeted about this and said, like, Taysom Hill got $140 million. And then three tweets later, they explain, oh, well, yeah, but not really. No, you've just put it out there that he's getting $140 million. It's clearly going to confuse people. I don't know why the, what the goal would be of doing that. doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take a break. We come back. The NCAA schedule is weird this year. If you've not been paying attention, we'll break that down for you next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. <laughs> Fan traffic from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find some slow traffic on 71 southbound between Fifth Avenue and East Broad Street. Plan on some delays in that area. And more backups on 670 westbound between 71 and 4th Street. Tap those brakes. It's going to be about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Valspar. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. That's why Valspar is offering deals on 5-gallon Valspar PVA Primer, now $39.99, and 25% off 5-gallon Valspar Ultra Paint and Primer at Lowe's. Offer valid March 15th through the 26th. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Hope you are having a fantastic Monday. Chops is in for Common Man today. Been talking a lot about the tournaments. But you know, it's that time of year where maybe as you're starting to look outside, you look out your windows and you see, oh man, the weather's changing. You think about all the things you're going to do out in the yard. You may have forgotten something, Chops. You may have forgotten to take care of 
of the water inside your house. That oh. water could make a big difference. And maybe over the last year, you've been in your house a lot. You kind of gotten used to the funky taste of your water. You've just seen the spots on the dishes and you go, well, what am I going to do? What you can do is call Kinetico because a water softener drinking water system from Kinetico, like what I have in my house, makes a huge difference. I had no idea what a difference it would make until we got it in the house. It is so much better to have the softened water in the house, the funk-free water flowing through the house. It's great. So that's why I told my buddy James Laurinaitis about Kinetico. That's why I want you to check out Kinetico. You can get your water tested by the pros at Kinetico, and if you decide to buy you can get $200 off your new equipment and tell them you just want the T-Bone deal, and they'll give that to you. It's all at KineticoColumbus.com. That's how you get a visit scheduled, and they can test your water, see if it's got funk in it, tell you what you need to get it out of there. So check out KineticoColumbus.com to get the funk out of your water. There you go. It's exciting times. Yes. So I was talking. Uh, the, this made me think about it because we were, you know, giving the the dog tap water yesterday and trying to teach her where water is and everything. And uh, as you know, there's a lot of like jingles and stuff in the in the commercials here on the fan when you're mm-hmm. in the breaks. Yes. And right yes. now we're obviously doing it from home, and I like to whistle along to things, so I, I keep doing that. And J Lo has informed me that the dog keeps running up the stairs. You know, because she hears me whistling, and uh, she's 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 texting at me in all caps: "Stop whistling!" Because I'm making the dog run everywhere. Just and so I don't know if I'm going to be able to break that habit. I've been whistling for a very long time, but we'll see. Because it's confusing. Shut down the whistling. You got to shut down the whistling. Yeah, you guys got a new puppy in the house. Puppies are always a lot of fun. Uh, We have you know three kids at the house, and that presents its own challenges when you have a dog because they do things as well that like don't allow for the dog to properly learn. Like uh-huh. we're trying to teach a dog not to jump up on the kids or on people or, you know, cause he gets excited and now yeah. he weighs like 50 pounds. And so if he jumps up on, depending on how big the person is, could knock him over. Right. But he's just trying to be nice and say hello. And my girls are used to it and they're fine. Like the oldest two are just like, yeah, you know, they like to play with them. They like, you know, jumping up and down them. But then, the youngest is is 16 months old, so <laughs> she is not down with that. So we're trying to like, and he's good with her, but we're trying to remind everyone like, hey, you know, when the dog jumps up, don't encourage the bad behavior. So you've got to work on whistling. We've got to work on not just like letting him jump up on everybody. It's a battle. Yeah, I suppose the whistling is my own behavior I have to learn, but. I don't know. I, I hear a song. That's true, right? You're not even teaching the dog behavior, right? You it, just start. Let, you, Ted, could you hear me whistling in one of the breaks earlier this show? Because I, I don't even know when I do it. No, I did not notice that. But um, I'm back here singing some of the uh, jingles. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, aren't we all? Yes. There's a lot of a lot of singable jingles these days, for sure. I singable that. jingables. Singable jingables. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, so March Madness, obviously, the tournament's getting ready to crank up. The uh, first round. Uh, is on the 19th and 20th, which if you're not paying attention to your dates, the 19th, that would be Friday, and the 20th would be Saturday of this coming week. That is not Thursday and Friday. And I know a lot of people should be aware of this, but perhaps you've not been paying attention to it. Or I feel like there has the to be a, s- at it. a certain number of people who took Thursday and maybe Friday, maybe both of them off to just get it. To, you know, people do that every year at various different businesses. We're obviously so locked in to be ready to talk about it during this time of year, but it, that you're going to have Thursday off and it's just going to be the first four that yeah, evening. It's, and you're going to have the whole not, day off. And 
It's not the normal schedule. You're right. First four is Thursday. So Friday when Ohio State plays, they play at 3 p.m. right here on the fan. All the coverage will start at 2. And that obviously means our show won't be on because Buckeye basketball will be on. That's okay. Uh, but that's the first day of the tourney. Saturday is the second day of the first round. The second round starts on the 21st and 22nd. That is Sunday and Monday. So the Buckeyes would play on Sunday if they win, but there's still going to be a whole other day of games, you know, on, on, uh, Monday, which I think is where most people, maybe if you're not paying attention, that's, it's going to be new, right? A lot of people just filling out their brackets, looking at college basketball for the first time. That's a little different this year. Uh, I'll then throw you move- it out there. I think I like the schedule better. Because you, I don't those, know. those first two days are the days where there's just basketball, basketball, basketball everywhere. And then I, it gets cut in half for those second two days. So for one of those, one of those, you know, round of 32 days to be traded to a weekday. And now you've got Friday where let's be honest, you can just duck out of work early anyways and just watch all the games. And then you've got Saturday completely free for another game in the round of 64. I think I like it a little bit better. Well, okay. That's a fair point. I do think. Yeah, like especially my perspective is all off because, as you said, what we do for a living, we can watch all these things anyway. And on top of it, I'm working from home still. You know, a lot of us that are well, and on top of it, because of when the Buckeyes are playing, you guys just don't have a show. Yeah, we're not even working that day. But like, yeah, so Friday, I have the day off no matter kind of what. But my point is, I do think, yes, you're right. Having one of those two days be on a weekend is is pretty good. It's just it's it's obviously going to be different for people who are not used to that. Uh, which was basically all of us. Then the Sweet 16. So again, you would think Sweet 16 usually happens Thursday, Friday. Then the Elite Eight games are Saturday and Sunday. Not so this year. The Sweet 16 is Saturday the 27th and Sunday the 28th. So all those games will be on the weekend. Great news there. But then the Elite Eight games are the 29th and 30th. Obviously, you can fit those in a little better, given the fact that you know there's only going to be you know four of those games on each day. Or, yeah, yeah, right. Is it's that, ca- the math's math's tough. Anyway, the point is, like, it's it's <laughs> easier to fit in the elite eight on a weekday than it is the the second round of the tournament, which is going to be a lot of games still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's yeah. Each day of Sweet Sixteen has four games. Each day of Elite Eight has two games. Yeah. So not not entirely difficult to get those games in. Then the final that, that'll be weird though to like have those ones just go like into the next. Week that'll that'll throw off my rhythm with the NCAA tournament, but I, I do like I said I do like the Friday Saturday round of sixty four, which is technically what I would call the first round, but technically it's the second round because they count those playing no, games as the first they round don't now. anymore. They've, oh, they don't. They change that on, again. I am now on the have... NCAA website and NCAA dot com. It so says, we finally learned it and then they changed it yes. back. <laughs> it says first round. I see Oklahoma Missouri eight nine Gonzaga in a blank. Right now, because they have a playing game. So they are calling that the playing round, rightfully so. And then the first round is the one that we all used to call. The they first can round, respond so. to something we complain about for two days once a year, <laughs> but Rick Patino is not, <laughs> has not been punished right. in three seasons. That, that they can't punish. They, we, they can't figure out half of these, you know, will we pay players for their likeness or not? Mm, we're going to work on a proposal. All right. Somebody like, barges in. Vasectomy mayhem. We have to take care of that. <laughs> Which round is the first round? We, this is the important <laughs> stuff, people. It is kind of like the NCAA just doesn't, like the people, I just am calling them the NCAA. It's just like one guy sitting at a desk where he just works odd hours. And so at like 11 o'clock p.m. on a Wednesday night, if your complaint comes in, he answers it immediately. But if like 
Thursday morning at 10 a.m., normal business hours, your complaint comes in, it sits there for a year because he's just like, well, I wasn't there when I got in. And then he comes in the next night and works and deals with some other off-the-wall <laughs> thing. There's strategic times to file a complaint with Apparently, the NCAA or else they won't see it for years. Exactly right. It's it's very bizarre how that works. So there you go. That's the NCAA. They are weird. Uh, I'll take a break. If we come back, what do the computers think of Ohio State's chances in the tourney? I'll tell you next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier accident has cleared from Westerville Road south of Oakland Park Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but you are going to find some residual slowdowns. Plan on some backups for at least another 10 minutes. This traffic report is sponsored by Valspar. When you're a pro, you got to do a little bit of everything. That's why Valspar is offering deals on 5-gallon Valspar PVA primer, now $39.99, and 25% off the 5-gallon Valspar Ultra Paint and Primer at Lowe's. Offer valid March 15th through the 26th. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. Chops is filling in for Common Man today. Man and Bones, sponsored by Hinderer Motorsports, right here on The Fan. Chops, I don't know if you saw this, but some news coming down about the Browns uh, just moments ago. We are now in the... We're now in the period of time where you can legally tamper. You can't sign players to deals yet in the NFL, but you can start negotiating with them. And so the Browns have done that. John Johnson, Ram safety, who is really uh, you can the- start announcing the negotiations you did <laughs> during the non-legal tampering. <laughs> right. Time. That's exactly you're exactly right. That's uh, that's how it's going. But the Browns have announced that, uh, or or sources are reporting. Yes, they've come to terms with John Johnson's safety from the Rams. Huge get there. Big yeah. addition to that secondary. I was uh, uh, reading an article from Jake Trotter just a couple weeks ago where Mel Kuyper was giving his insight into who he thinks the Browns will be targeting. At, what do they have, 26th, their their pick, I think? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and safety was his top one, but then the other ones were uh, – it was all defense across the board for them. So safety was the top one, you know, kind of back end of the, of the defense in the defensive backfield. So maybe John Johnson takes care of that and they can focus on something else. I think it – where the Browns pick, this is, I guess, going a little bit into the Browns, but they, they're in a situation where it's really nice because I think they can just pick best player available at this point. And that's something really cool yeah. for the Browns to not have like a, they definitely need to pick this position. They can, they can do that. And then this helps free up that they might be figuring out some of their safety issues. Yeah. Well, and that is certainly a need. Obviously, with the injuries they had last year, Andrew Sandejo had to play way more than he should have. And uh, a lot of us Browns yeah. fans were not thrilled with his play. And, and then uh, yeah. Delpit should be back. He's a second round pick, so it's kind of like you get a rookie second rounder without even having to go into the draft. Yeah, and and with John Johnson, like everyone you know that that you know talks about what he's done, you know, off the playing field, he's a leader. He's a guy that people believe in. He can be a big voice on that defense. So adding in a player like that, obviously, chemistry has to work, right? You don't just get to because you were that type of leader in one locker room. Now you have to go reestablish yourself in another one. But I'll tell you, man, the Browns, the one thing that I think is is secretly good about them or not so secretly good now because everyone has seen how much improved they are, but they've just got a bunch of guys who are not afraid to stand up and get in each other's face and say something if they see something going wrong. you got a lot of vocal leaders on that team, so... That's encouraging to me. Like you got plenty of guys now who believe in each other and also who are not afraid to stand up and say something when they see something not going well. 
I, I think I think they have got a good mix, and I am very happy about this move. This is there's accountability excellent. that doesn't just let them drift into same old Browns again, despite right, yes. what Juju Smith Schuster might think <laughs> about them. Yeah, I'm seeing well, John Johnson. He's the 24th ranked PFF uh, free agent uh, on their big board of free agents. Well, not just so that. Pretty good. Pro Football Focus. If you put you know stock in what they say, the Browns safeties. This is a tweet they just sent out. Brown safeties earned the worst cumulative grade in the league last season at 48.2. For comparison, John Johnson III, 85.3 pro football focus grade, which was third last season. So significant upgrade if that, you know, is to be believed. And obviously from watching him play, yeah, he's a, he's a talented player. So this is a good deal. Uh, they gave him a three year, $33.75 million contract. Uh, twenty-four million of that guaranteed. So some big money too. But then two hundred eighty million of it is uh, <laughs> uh, voidable yes. in the coming years. He also got yes, he got two hundred eighty million in Taysom Hill money. So it's just <laughs> it just doesn't exist. It's just there, and then we don't know why it's there, but it is. And so it's all it doesn't matter. It's all instantly voidable. <laughs> Give him a briefcase of Monopoly money and be like to sweeten the pot for you. I kind of wish the Saints had just said, yes, we're paying Taysom Hill a billion dollars, instantly voidable. <laughs> just first billion dollar deal in NFL yeah. history if he meets all incentives. And the incentives are like, throw for nine million yards. If you throw for nine million yards, we'll give you a billion dollars. There's, yeah, there's we will nothing do that. wrong with it. Technically, that contract would be legal. What's our, wrong with that? He, if we could do it. We're, we're spreading six million of it immediately as a signing yes, bonus. Yes, right, And then he'll million. get the... He'll get the one billion as we as yes. We go down this the is line. this is an incentive. If you as a running back can run for seventy two miles a game, we will give you a billion dollars. Congratulations! You, yeah, average forty eight touchdowns per game. <laughs> That'll be another. 100 well, million. It's, I mean, it's a big incentive. I don't know if I can reach that, but I'm going to try. And then you see them like they're down forty, and it's like, coach, put me in. I need to get a couple more touchdowns. It's like you're not going to get forty eight touchdowns a game, man. Shut up. We're not paying Isn't you a billion dollars. Uh, was it Ricky Williams who had the terrible first contract where he put a ton of incentives into it that like they just never let him get to? I think I, he was with New Orleans. Be, you you might be right on that. Yeah, uh, I don't remember exactly what his contract looked like, but that sounds right. So let's go with it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it's correct. <laughs> don't look it up. Yeah. So New Orleans. That's just what that's. We're just going to say they have a long history, even though it's totally different regimes, different coaches, everything. Yes, it's exactly the same thing. I I agree with you. Uh, so here are some chances of who's going to win the NCAA tournament. Um, Sportsline, which is a Twitter account, I guess, betting site. They they did 10,000 simulations to figure out who's going to win the NCAA tournament. Computer simulations. Here's what their model showed. Uh, the team that has the highest percentage chance that came out, uh, not the highest percentage chance, the team that won the most of these simulations, Gonzaga won 33.1% of the 10,000 simulations. So their computer model really likes an undefeated team. I wonder how we could figure out how their computer model got to that point, but I mean, there you go. Yeah, that probably seems all right. I bet Gonzaga is probably going to come to the champion of a, about a third of brackets if you just look at random people's brackets throughout there. It's just really hard not to pick the Zags this year. Yeah, sure. They're undefeated. They look like one of the best teams uh, in college basketball. question always is, best team doesn't win. So can they navigate the waters and get there? They have a pretty easy road. That is the other thing that probably factors in here too. They're very good. And the tournament selection committee rewarded them with a very nice path to get to the final. Did you know the number one overall seed is only won once since Oh one. I did not know that. 
2012 I, Kentucky. That's with Anthony wow. Davis and all those guys. Yeah, yeah that's pretty impre- impressive. I'm not surprised that it's low. I just would have thought it'd be more than one time in 20 years. But there you go. Something that doesn't work in their favor. Baylor. 20.7%. They were the, you know, that was the next highest in the simulation. Then it drops a little bit. Uh, Houston was 8.5%. Michigan won 7.1% of the simulation. nowhere for me. I don't know I anything know. about Houston this year. <laughs> they're a two I mean, seed. They'll, they'll win that first one. I know that. Yeah. I mean, they're a pretty good team, but yeah, 8.5%. Better than Michigan. Better than Iowa at 5%. Better than Illinois at 4.4%. Obviously, this is a computer model. If you're looking at it with your eyeballs, I think Illinois would probably win. A few more simulations, given what you've just seen over the last couple of days. But uh, then you have Ohio State. They say Ohio State won two percent of the ten thousand simulations there. So, all right, not not terrible odds, given that Ohio State's been very up and down this year. Uh, the next few teams I'll give you: Bama, BYU, Virginia, and FSU all had between one and two percent of the wins. So, all right, you know that's, what's going to happen? It's going to be a Florida Ohio State situation where Ohio State and Alabama are going to play for the championship, and Bama's going to beat the Buckeyes in both the football and the I don't, basketball no, championship. Stop. No, I can't. I can't deal with that. Can you we imagine not, how much that would hurt? No, I cannot imagine because we already saw it once with Florida, and yeah. I don't need it to happen again with another school. That at least with Florida, you can say, well, they've spent some time, and I know Bama's been building up their basketball program too. But this. I can't deal with Bama as the national champions in football and basketball. No way, uh, no how. That that cannot happen. I I am rooting for Bama to beat Iona and Rick Pitino, but then after that, they can they can lose in the second round. As far as I'm concerned, I don't need to see that. Not I don't at need all. any of that. No, no, I don't want it. Um, what do 26 wins get you in college basketball in 2021? If you're Belmont, nothing. I'll explain that next. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-70 westbound at West Broad Street. Traffic is beginning to build in this area. Plan on slowdowns about a 10 to 15 minute delay as they work to get the lanes reopened. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay per mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Monday. Chops is in for Common Man today. We've been going through a lot of NCAA tournament discussion, which has been a lot of fun. We've also got a segment that's not a segment. Yikes! Coming up 534. We will be doling those out. But, you know, maybe one that we should be looking at was... The NCAA, and more specifically, the NIT Selection Committee, because um, I, I'm not going to lie to you, Chops. I didn't watch a ton of Belmont basketball this year. I didn't watch after December. I was real tuned in at first, and then I, I right. had to duck out. I agree with you. I, I watched early season Belmont, but then they lost me when you know when they brought in you know Agatha Harkness. I was just totally out <laughs> after that. That's a little reference just for you, buddy. No, but uh, Belmont, unfortunately. They they had 26 wins this year. Now, none of them were quadrant 1 or quadrant 2 wins. They were they were lesser teams that they beat, but they still were 26 and 4. Whatever your schedule is, that's I would say that's a pretty good record to put up, especially during, you know, a COVID year with all the different difficulties of keeping your team healthy. They went 26 and 4. However, 
they lost in the Ohio Valley Championship game, the Ohio Valley Conference Championship game, lost to Moorhead State. So they didn't get the auto bid to the NCAA tournament. They didn't get selected by the NCAA selection committee, tournament committee. And then the NIT was sitting there. They didn't get selected by the NIT either. So they won 26 games, only lost four. One of those four happened to be a championship game against a team that's now in the NCAA tournament. And yet they are not going to be playing any after season basketball. That that's pretty bad. That's that's a bad yeah. job by at least the NIT, I would think. The NIT normally scoops up all the regular season winners from these one bid bid league teams that don't make it that don't win their conference tournament and automatically make it to the NCAA tournament. But you cut the participants in half. And I guess there's no room for Belmont, who even though they went twenty six and four, they're tied with Gonzaga for the most wins in Division One this year. Can't make it. I'm not really mad about Belmont. I, honestly, who really cares about Belmont? But what I don't like is the idea. And this happens. We we see it, you know, with the with the college football playoff, where well, they're not their league isn't as good and all this stuff. And you go out there and like you know, if these teams from the group of five go undefeated in college football, there's really no place for them in the college football playoff. I'm not saying we need to bend over backwards for Belmont, but if you go out there and you win 26 of your 30 games and you can't make a postseason tournament. What's the point? Like, why are you even doing that? And what, what's the point of even putting these games out there and acting like we care about the regular season if we're not going to reward a team that wins almost 90% of their games? Right. I mean, look, look at it this way. If you're in college football, obviously you can't do this because of the amount of spots that are available. But in college football, if you win your conference title, whether it's, you know, regular season or if you win, you know, the actual championship, like you don't get an auto bid to the NCAA playoffs, right? I mean, there's five power yes. conferences. There's four playoff spots. So I understand you can't do that. But that that one game out of usually play 12 regular season games, I mean, the percentages are not that much different than if you win three conference games, you know, three like three games in your conference tournament, right? Or four games in your conference tournament and, and win the championship that way where throughout the regular season, you play 25 or 30 games and in those cases, some teams have performed much better in the regular season. In college football, we expect, well, we look at all the body of work, and then, yeah, if you win your conference championship, that's important. But they have let teams in that didn't into mm-hmm. the playoffs of college football, yet in a tournament with much bigger selection, right? And, and obviously more teams you have to look at, but also more and spots to quite fill. honestly, more of a chance to go on a run. You know, there's yeah. Cinderella's. There would never, you know, if the playoff ever gets expanded in college football, one, it would never get to large enough where there'd be re- true no. Cinderella's, but no. there also just wouldn't be. Maybe win one game, but nobody's making a run like we see sometimes in the NCAA tournament. I, I, right. I don't think you'll ever see a team, if they ever go to eight, I don't think you will ever see the eight seed in the college football playoffs make a run. Yeah. And, uh, you might see most, the seven beat the two. That could happen, something yeah, like that. But then they'll, sure. that seven would probably lose the next game. Right. And that's that's where I, I still think, though, regardless of what Belmont would do, maybe they don't deserve to be in the NCAA tournament, and that's fine, right? I think Louisville probably has more of a complaint than Belmont does. But either way, the point is the NIT exists for schools like Belmont to then go and get to play. And I'm just... I'm kind of stunned that a 26-win team gets none of that, no matter how bad your schedule is. I mean, 
what was St. Joseph's record back in the day? Remember they had, you know, they had some pretty good players and they had a big run. I think they were either undefeated or one loss or whatever they were. Mm-hmm. But they, I mean, they won their conference tournament, which is why they got in. But I, that's I just the one can't... thing that saves the NCAA tournament is that they have, that's the agreement that everybody has yes, come to. Yes, if you win, you're in. In your conference tournament, you're in. That The college football playoff has no way to guarantee your inclusion in the playoff besides being Alabama or Clemson. Other than that, there's no way to include that you're going to be in it. And so, yeah, Belmont knew that that going in, but it just thinks that, you know, really they go 26 and 3 and then they just lose their last game and you know just a, a winner take all and now the, now it's just done. At least in the other years you get the NIT, you get something to do with your team because, you know, yeah, they're not beating quadrant 1 and quadrant 2 teams, but they're still a good team and I'm sure they like playing together. And for those of you who would say, well, all right, Mr. NIT, who would you kick out to put Belmont in? I don't know. I don't, I don't even good... know who's in the NIT, so there's <laughs> I your answer. Have, I don't have a good answer for you, and I'm not going to argue it with you. What I'm saying is if you win 26 games, you, the NIT should at least be thrilled to have a 26-win team coming to play for them. And instead, no, they did not. Not about this 16 and 16-8 Buffalo? Get them out of there. Okay, there you go. Boom. I haven't watched a single minute of Buffalo basketball, but they only won 16 games. Belmont won 26. I'm putting them in. There we go. Fixed your problem right there. Good job, Chops. I appreciate it. If you've uh, missed anything from the first two hours of the program, don't worry. We've got you covered with the rundown when we come back. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident blocking the left lane of I-70 westbound at West Broad Street. This is an injury crash with police on scene. Traffic is slow from Central Avenue in this area. Plan on some heavy backups and keep out the keep out keep an eye out for the people that are on the scene in that area. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Right now at Wendy's, you can get a bacon double stack, four piece crispy or spicy nuggets, fries, and a drink in the five dollar biggie bag. That's two fresh beef patties, applewood smoked bacon, and juicy chicken, all for just five bucks. Secure the bag with the most value. Get the biggie bag. Price and participation may vary. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and Tebow. Welcome in. Hope you're having a good Monday. Chops is filling in for Common Man today. Panama Ted is here as well. Chops has a dog now. Man, you had a, I mean, a pretty busy 2021, right? You got married. You got a dog now. I mean... Yeah, everything's busy just, time of year here. Uh, we're starting to look at houses. I don't know exactly where that process is going to lead us, but hopefully to buying a property at some point. But yeah, just uh, kind of, hey, it feels like the adult list checking, which I guess the next one is the <laughs> the really big one. I don't think I'm ready for that. Uh, we'll we'll buying, see. Li- buying life insurance is that what you're talking about? No? <laughs> yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that comes along with when you have the kids. Yeah, that's all. That's all part of it. Yeah. Well, good for you, chops. I, I'm. You rescued a dog. You ran into a burning building and drug the dog out. That's what most people don't envision when you say rescue nowadays. But maybe we should envision that because that is kind of what the word means. But I get it. Yes, you helped the dog out and uh, worked with Rothman to find. It was actually uh, the opposite way. I was stuck in a burning building. Dog came in, pulled me out, and I said, you know what? Why don't you come home with me? And she said, all right. That's, that's what happened. See, that's a nice story. That's see, that would be good if you actually made that a script. That would be good in Hollywood because that would flip it on its on its head a little bit. Usually, that's not the storyline you see. So that's perfect. I like it. We got lots to get to today. We obviously talked about quite a bit. If you've missed it already, NCAA tournament action is heating up. Don't forget, we've got the segment that's not a segment. Yikes! Up at five thirty-four. So we'll all give our yikes. But for right now, let's hit the rundown, Teddy. 
Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. Ohio State lost in the Big Ten Championship game to Illinois. Tough way to lose that game after the Buckeyes were down big, came back, got it to overtime, took the lead, honestly, probably, you know, didn't want to see it go to overtime. It did, and then lost it in overtime. But that sounds a little negative, framing it that way. They lost this game, but... The reality is, if we had all said prior to the start of the Big Ten tourney, after how the regular season ended, you're going to be playing on Sunday against Illinois, and the game is going to go to overtime. How do you feel about that? We'd all yeah, and there, were, said and there were no good. weird upsets in front of them or anything. They had to play a higher, except for the first game against Minnesota, had to well, play a higher seed all the way through, including the top two seeds, and almost won all four games. Yeah, if you just said you have to go through Minnesota, Purdue, Michigan, and Illinois. And you're going to be there on Sunday. We would have all said, great. That's that's excellent news, right? And yes. we then would have probably also said, so they figured out how to close out games. They weren't just, they were just giving up leads in the last three minutes of games. Nope, they uh, figured out how to make their leads big enough before they failed to close out the game effectively. Right. And hold on by one point. <laughs> they or probably, force overtime. Right. Or they, they probably had no significant injuries. Also not correct. They did. <laughs> uh, like, all of these things happened, and yet they still found their way to the championship game and took it to overtime. So yeah, I'm feeling good give, about like, this team overall, even though they lost in the championship game. If you give like little facts or stats about you know things that happened in that four-game run, one, you wouldn't think it was a four-game run that they were successful in three out of four of them. And, and two, yeah, you definitely don't believe that they're they're pushing it all the way to overtime and you know just a few turnovers here at the end and maybe they would have been Big 10 champions. I don't know how they they persevered through through all of that and they had big enough leads that when they gave some of it back it was okay. They found a way to in the game against Illinois to push back from a lead. That game, the Big 10 title game was literally like the exact opposite of how the other 3 had gone. The other 3, they were Illinois the whole time. Yes, right. They they took they went to a big lead and then slowly they 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 lost it and then right at the end it was tied up or it looked like the team had a chance to hit a last second shot to win the game. Yeah. And, and I'll say man, the way that this team played, you know, losing Kyle Young for the last couple of games with a concussion, Chris Ullman still says, you know, not sure where his status is going to be, you know, for this weekend, but the fact is they they found ways to get the job done even without a guy who Maybe isn't always going to be your most productive scorer, although had a great great day shooting the ball, right? I mean, yeah. uh, in 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 the Big Ten Championship, had what four threes and that uh, tied his career high game? in the first half in the, uh, that the yeah that was the that Purdue was the Purdue game, game. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like th- these are the things that you expect players who have been there for a while to show up in those big moments. So losing him, I do think, was a big a big blow, and they still found a way to get over that. Um, so. Kudos to Chris Holman and the players, this staff, everyone involved for getting to this point. Now you're in the NCAA tournament. Now you know what the stakes are. Every win gets you closer to winning a championship, which should be the goal. I mean, they are a talented team. It's going to be difficult, but they get a a two seed that I don't think was unwarranted. I think they get a pretty easy pathway comparatively. Um, I, I, I don't think... I don't know if it's better to be a one seed that's viewed as like the worst one seed. I kind of tend to think if you're viewed as one of the better two seeds and they were the sixth overall seed in this tournament, I still think that's, I'll, I'll take that. That's, that's pretty good. Um, given everything I don't think been Baylor is the worst one seed, you know, on the whole, but I think as far as matchups go, 
it's the one seed that Ohio State would have the easiest time beating. Yeah, Does that that's makes sense. Fair. Right, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I like their matchup there if they get to that point, if that's what happens. But, you know, they've they've got a very good chance here. I, I do like some of the matchups that are presented. The first one, obviously, look, there's going to be a lot of jokes made. We'll just get around it. We're going to get serious about Oral Roberts University. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to move on. But don't worry. The jokes are there. We all know them. Uh, but here's what you need to know about ORU. They are a great shooting team. They play zero defense or very little defense, terrible defensively. And they've got a guy in Max Aismas who can score 40 a game. He's leading the NCAA currently with 24.2 points per game in college, which is ridiculous. Uh, so they've, they've got a legit score, and they've got guys that can shoot from outside, and they don't play a lot of defense. Buckeyes have played like that at times. I think they're much more physical, and so Ohio State should have no problem with ORU. That's why they're, what, 17-point yeah, favorites. I think this is a game where you might, you know, be on the edge of your seat for the first 10, 12 minutes because maybe Oral Roberts, you know, hits some threes, got that going. But you're right. Eventually, Ohio State's ability to be physical and how efficient they are on offense against a team that isn't that good at playing defense, they should pull away. And I think probably just, you know, add little bits to their lead throughout the second half and probably cruise to a high teens victory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to think so as well. And by the way, the tournament. Uh, it is actually starting. The first four starts on Thursday, and then the first two days of the tournament of the you know first and second round. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So Buckeyes will play Friday and Sunday uh, if they win on Friday night or Friday afternoon. But that is not the last day of the second round. That's only the first day of it. So a little weird with the schedule. But of course, if you looked at your bracket, you probably already seen that. Anyway, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the end of the week and getting to watch all of this basketball should be great. And I do think this this Ohio State team can go really, really far. Uh, by the way, the uh, the thing that's not going well right now is Indiana basketball in the Big Ten. One of the teams that did not do well this year, uh, under 500. And the guy who was you know, a lot of Buckeye fans back in the day thought maybe this is a guy who should be coming to Ohio State. Instead, he went to Indiana. That's Archie Miller. Well, he was paid $10 million to go away, basically, today because he was fired. No, it was philanthropy that just happens to go right to Archie Miller as he's being <laughs> fired. Yeah, this is how Indiana decided to say it. Because they, you know, it looks bad when your coach has a giant buyout and suddenly he's fired. And, you know, well, where's all that money coming from? Indiana was very quick to point out, no, 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 no. We're not taking that from all the student athletes. No, no, no. What we're doing is getting a donation from an outside donor who's going to give this money generously, and then we'll use that money to give it to this basketball coach who we owe tens of millions of dollars. And you could, I mean, you could make the argument that they might not get that $10 million if it's not going specifically for this, but it'd be pretty hard for me not to see if this guy's willing to donate that, that some of that would have been donated to Indiana, regardless of what they were doing with their coach. So in a sense, it is kind of taking money that probably would have ended up with the athletic department for anything right. other than this. But whatever, if that's what a rich guy wants to do, if he really wants Indiana basketball to be back where it is, I mean, I can't tell him how to not spend his money. And if they didn't do it properly through the school, they'd probably just find a way to do it properly. I mean, is there anything really against a guy giving $10 million to no, there's not. Archie it's Miller? Just- you think of like I don't know what the situation's like in Bloomington, but like if they're sitting there like, well, you know, our all these other things need assistance. We wish we had the money to to build a I don't know, a new pool for the kids or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, well, we don't have money for that. Hey, Archie Miller just got ten million dollars to leave town. Like maybe we could do something that incentivizes like the rich donors for these programs to say, Hey, if uh unemployment drops below like a certain percentage, 
uh, then you can fire whoever you want as a head coach. And so then they would just give money to those programs yeah. as opposed to like, you know, actually giving it to Archie Bell. Whatever. Then, Either way. You don't want to put it on gone. the coach because, you know, get paid to get your money, whatever. Being Oh, I don't blame Archie coaches. Miller at all. Yeah. But like what it may be a way to endear yourself as your last thing is just like donate half of that buyout back to the school. Maybe if you really cared about your image with a school, you might do that. But I don't blame Archie for not doing no, it. No, no, firing would, him. Why would he? Why I would wouldn't he do donate that? that money there. I would, if anything, yeah, I, I, I don't blame him at all. It's the con, it's the stupid contracts they sign in college sports nowadays. But there you go. He's gone. So a replacement will be found at some point. Richard Patino also shown the door today for Minnesota, which is really ironic because Rick Patino is back, he's coaching at Iona, and they are in the tournament, even though they're probably going to lose in the first round. They play Bama, I think, as a 15 seed. But Yeah. The- <laughs> as we said, Bama's going to run the table, win it all. We all know oh, that. No, I don't want to see Ohio that. State in the title game. I don't know it's that, and I can't, I can't deal with that reality being presented to me, so please, I don't ever want to hear it again. Somehow but- Devontae Smith is going to play for the basketball <laughs> team now, and yes. he's just going to run up and down the court. It's going to be just <sighs> great. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. But Rick Pitino is back in the NCAA tournament while his son is getting fired from Minnesota. I think that pretty much sums up the NCAA, right? Like nepotism, corruption of a coach who like should be out but somehow is back in. Just remember Jim Trestle got a five-year show cause penalty for not like forwarding emails. And Rick Pitino is going to be coaching this weekend in the NCAA tournament. It's a good system. The NCAA is going to get to it. It's only been three years. They just, <laughs> they're just trying to figure out, you know, how do we really punish a guy who does everything wrong? Yeah, hmm, I what guess. What fits that? They can't, yeah, they can't seem to For figure out. For now, he can be that. in the NCAA tournament. We're still thinking. We're Someday still we'll get around to punishing him. Someday we will, but not now. Make Iona take down a banner. <laughs> <laughs> you take That's down right. that MAC championship banner. That yes. doesn't count anymore. They're in the MAAC. That's right. The M-A-A run. That's what I call it. So very good. Uh, so we've got through all that. Let's talk about Drew Brees very quickly because he retired, hung it up after, you know, 20 years in the NFL, 15 years with the Saints. He is going to be joining NBC in the broadcast booth, but, uh, one of the all time greats who shockingly to me never won an MVP. And I guess, you know, it's something I should have known. I forgot it if I did know it, but I feel like, yeah, if you asked me that before I read that today, had Drew Brees ever won an MVP? I probably would have leaned towards yes. I wouldn't yeah, have had but, a year to throw out, but I would have probably been like, probably. That would make sense. But see, at least for me, that's because I'm very stupid and I'm, I can't remember anything. So if you said like, I don't know. Yeah. Like I would assume Peyton Manning won an MVP. I would assume Tom Brady won an MVP. I would have assumed Drew Brees also at some point won an MVP, but the NFL is not quite on the NBA trend where it's just like, if you have good stats, we'll get you one of these years. Yeah. Right. Well, right. You, <laughs> they do tend to have it be slightly more than that. You're right. And Drew Brees, he won a Super Bowl. He will obviously be an instant no doubt Hall of Famer. So, uh, congrats on a great career. Maybe you could say his career is slightly disappointing because he didn't win more than one Super Bowl, but it was the first Super Bowl in Saints history, and what he means to that city of New Orleans, I think obviously everybody's pretty aware of. So Yeah, and I'll always have the live moments of when he broke all those passing records. It just thinks uh, that Tom Brady's going to pass him because Tom Brady's got eh, three, four, six, ten more years left in him. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Tom Brady will be... Like, we'll be talking about Drew Brees retiring from the broadcast well, booth. Balin will be and- playing for the Saints, and Tom Brady will be playing against him. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, when Brady plays against someone's grandkids, that's, I think, maybe when he'll start to hang it up. So, all right, let's wrap it up, Ted. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. 
Catch the rundown every day, 502, right here on The Fan. When we come back, a former coach of a former Buckeye talks about their previous issues. Details next. It's Man and Bone on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You're going to find some heavy slowdowns in I-70 westbound at West Broad Street. An accident still blocking the left lane in that area. This is an injury crash with police on scene trying to get things clear. But traffic is still bumper to bumper from Sullivan Avenue. That's Central Avenue. Plan on some heavy backups about a 10 to 15 minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance, where you only pay for what you need. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance. Liberty Mutual customizes your insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Customize and save with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Elmiana Ray with Fan traffic get in touch with your stupid if worms had machine guns and birds wouldn't be scared of this is common man and t-bone hope your monday's rolling along well chops is in for common man today we've got the segment that's not a segment yikes coming up in just a few moments there we go very good so before we get into talking about uh, former Buckeyes who didn't pan out in the NFL, or at least not yet, uh, Jackets time over the weekend, it was it was uh, not great. We didn't get to talk about it much on Friday, Chops, but they lost in overtime 5-4. to four. That, that, was, that was difficult. That was the yeah. game to Florida where Patrick Line didn't get to play a ton in overtime, and he's your... You know, arguably your best scorer. He said after the game, I thought I was playing pretty well, but I guess not. (laughs) That's not encouraging. So then Saturday's game against Dallas was vitally important because of who Dallas is and where they are in the standings. And Jackets finally won an overtime game. Yeah. Jackets got an overtime win. So that's, that's good. And then they had to play because of some scheduled jumbling. They had to play on Sunday and lost two to one to Dallas. So the math on this is kind of weird because they ended up getting. Out of a possible four points, they got three points, right? But so did the team that is following them in the standings, Dallas. Yes. So didn't really put any different any distance between. You didn't lose any ground to them, I guess. So that's that's a plus. But they've still got a decent number of games in hand, and they didn't gain any points on you, but you didn't put any distance between you. That's that's not ideal. No, it, that's this whole year with every game being in your division in the NHL, it just feels like point inflation anytime there's an overtime game because it just adds more points and it's probably made even worse. You know, I'd have to like really think about the math to, to know for sure, like what is worse, but I would say for like the, the point percentage, which is where I think the NHL is leaning to decide where you're, where you end up in the standings of your division. I think adding more points into it is worse than just raw total number of points because because number, you know, the the total number going up will will pretty much always be good. But in a point percentage sense, overtime games, while you still want to win them, and it's not terrible to go to overtime, they're not doing you they're not doing you harm, but they're not really doing you any good. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult because I guess that's the only saving grace for the Jackets mathematically in the standings is they are not out of it because every game can give you a chance to claw back in, right? Because it's not like you're playing. You know, you can take points off of other teams if you can beat them in regulation. And that's the biggest thing is not getting to overtime and winning those games in regulation, which we said at the start of the year. Uh, here, here's the so difficulty. Playing three straight overtime games, not yes. ideal. No, it's it, the amount of overtime games they've played is obviously not ideal. And, you know, prior to those three overtime games, what did they, they lost like six out of eight or seven out of nine, something like that. So that's also not ideal. Here's the problem now. 
you have four games starting on Thursday. You have four games in seven days. They are all against Carolina, best team in the division. So good luck with that. <laughs> like this is this that, is. I've, I've had that one circled for a while. That okay, they've got this four bagger against Carolina. You know, they had a chance to to win some games here where it was Detroit, Dallas, Florida's decent so you know okay not the not the worst out i mean they didn't play well in those games but you know okay florida but you got four against dallas one against detroit and two against florida leading up to that that four games against carolina and they did not do what they needed to do in that stretch so could they go out and win four straight against carolina sure crazier things have happened i mean it certainly wouldn't be any more ridiculous than anything else we've seen, you know, in the world of hockey. I mean, this, this is certainly in the realm of possibility, but I doubt that's happening. And after this stretch of games, you're suddenly going to be at the very end of March with probably an even bigger deficit in this playoff standing, unless they prove me wrong. And then if that's the case, we'll deal with it then. But if it's not and they, you know, drop three out of four, which I don't think is unreasonable. Uh, then, then you could be looking at a spot where now you're getting to April. Now the trade deadline looms, and there's going to be a lot of phone calls coming to Yarmo Kekalainen, especially if this doesn't change quickly. So, yeah, next uh, they get a few days off, and then they regroup. And starting on Thursday, it is a monster stretch with the Jackets. They have to take. I mean, a, a split with Carolina would be amazing if they could do that. I just I don't see it right now with this team, but. Yeah, and again, happen, I guess. with with the way the points are, and it's all in division, even a split, while that feels good at the, in the moment and everything, I don't think it's enough to turn the season around. I think you got to go three out of four for, for you to really feel like, okay, maybe the playoffs are still a chance for this team. And uh, it just, yeah. it, the sun is setting, it feels like. It does. It definitely feels like that. So we'll find out what they were made of. We'll see what the Jackets can do here. But this is, this is probably their, unless if they want to, you know, rally and keep this team together and, try to go out and, and do something in the playoffs. This four-game stretch, if you can do something here, that will give fans some hope, and I think that that says something. But if they get like swept out in this four games, then I don't, I don't see much of a pathway forward for getting to the playoffs, unless they just would have to change everything and be a totally different team, but I don't think that's likely. Uh, let's feel, switch. Oh, go like they've already kind of tried to do that this year. Yeah, it's yeah. not working. Uh, real quickly here. Ron Rivera was talking about Dwayne Haskins' work ethic and uh, commitment to the team. He was talking to Colin Coward on a podcast, and he said, you know, pretty much that he's a talented guy. He's got a huge arm, but he said they were often left wondering, where is he? What's he doing? You don't see him over there, and you go, okay. Uh, He said, I think this kid needs to prioritize is kind of the way he phrased it. So we kind of know that with Dwayne Haskins, right, as far as what has come out from Washington from the football team that if if he were to put it together off the field, he could be great on the field. Do you think there's a chance Dwayne Haskins does change? Because I, I still believe that he can change and be a better player than he's shown. Maybe not an all-timer or anything, but he could certainly, I think, be a starting quarterback in this league if he can if he can find a way to change. This is like total conjecture. I don't know anything on the inside, but remember, he was drafted to the city where he was from, or at least, you know, the area where he was from. And there's been a lot of talk about his dad wanting to set up like a sports marketing company with him as the face of it and stuff. And maybe that was stuff that was distractions to him. And now if he's in Pittsburgh or wherever else he might end up later on in his career in the NFL, that, that stuff might not be right 
on his front doorstep all the time. You know what I mean? They might not be right there to talk to him. Maybe those were some of the distractions he had. So I think giving him another chance to prove that he can be a guy who is, you know, the first one in, last one out type type of worker, I think that's good. I teams are going to value for quarterbacks the like mental stick-to-itiveness, the mental dedication of a quarterback way more than any other position. But at least Ron Rivera stood up for his physical capabilities because, you know, maybe after all this you're like, "Man, was he as good as we thought?" And Ron Rivera seems to be on the boat of he has the the physical specs to be an NFL quarterback. It's the the dedication and the mental stuff that he was, you know, and it wasn't even that he was failing to to it was that he was failing to do it. It wasn't that he was failing to do it right when he did it. He just wasn't doing it all the time. Right, yeah. I think that's something you can fix. You can't fix it if it's like, well, his arm's just not good. Yeah. That's a lot harder to overcome. You know, your own work ethic or your own ability to commit to something, that is something you can change. So hopefully he can, and, and hopefully that'll bode well for him. Segment that's not a segment, we'll do it next. It's called Yikes. It's made of bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on westbound 670 at I-71. It is causing some backups. Some slowdowns coming from Leonard Avenue. Plan on some caution over here as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Right now at Wendy's, you can get a bacon double stack, four-piece crispy or spicy nuggets, fries, and a drink in the $5 biggie bag. That's two fresh beef patties, applewood smoked bacon, and juicy chicken, all for just 5 bucks. Secure the bag with the most value. Get the biggie bag. Price and participation may vary. Only an array with fan traffic. Their BMI is higher than their IQ. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Welcome in. It's Monday, so we've got the segment that's not a segment coming up in just a moment called Yikes. Uh, Chops is here filling in for Common Man. Panama Ted is here too. And uh, we had a big, big weekend of action. College basketball, Big Ten tourney. Got to see the Buckeyes almost get it done in the... Big Ten Championship game, but that's all right. Taking on Oral Roberts on Friday. And that is something to keep in mind. That is blowing out our show. We are not going to be here on Friday. The game is at 3. So that will cover up the entire show. I'm just sorry. The the way you said what it was doing to your show and the fact that they're playing Oral Roberts. I don't uh, know what you're referencing. I have (laughs) no idea. Look, let's get serious about Oral Roberts. That's what I'm telling you. Let's not take them lightly. Let's get serious about Oral. That's what I know. But anyway, that game's at 3 p.m. Coverage will start at 2 right here on the fan. So all the action, you will have it. And uh, yeah, we'll be here for you. Except when we won't be because we won't be here on Friday because the game will be on instead. So. All right, with that all said, let's get go. to some yikes. Uh, my first yikes goes to FC Cincinnati, or as I like to call them, KFC, Kentucky FC. They're a soccer team based in Cincinnati. They're terrible. They played USL side Louisville City FC in a preseason tune-up game. Okay, Louisville City is in a lower division, Chops. FC so it's Cincinnati, like the Indians playing the Clippers? Yeah, yeah, more or less. Uh, FC Cincinnati, being the bigger club in MLS, you'd think they would win that game. No, they lost 3 to nothing. but that's not the yikes. The yikes comes in the form that one of the goals scored against them was from a front office member for Louisville City FC, George Davis IV. He's not a full-time player for them. He is in their front office, but they needed an extra body. They subbed him into the game, and he ended up scoring a goal against an MLS defense. Yikes! 
They have had one of the worst defenses in the league since they joined MLS. That is terrible from Kentucky FC. So uh, they get yeah, my I first think, yikes. I think that's even worse than like the hockey team getting bested by the emergency goalie because goalies, you know, very, not taking anything away from how difficult playing goalie is, but like you've got the one job. And you've so, got like, a bunch you know, of guys in front of you who are helping stop. I mean, that was yeah. also part of it. Like, this is – you got a guy who found a goal past your goaltender. That's not – And that's your bad. defense. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not that's good. That's no good. All right, give me your first one. All right, we're talking about Gonzaga. They're the number one overall seed. This one is actually about their possible opponents in the West region and because of how dominant they've been. They're they're undefeated this season and even deeper looking into it. And People have kept track of this, but here we are entering the tournament, and it's true. Since their five-point win over West Virginia, just their third game of the season, no Gonzaga opponent has been within single digits of the Zags. Yikes. Now, that includes... A lot of the opponents they could see in the West. So the West region, the two seed is Iowa, who they beat 99 to 88 in December. Yikes. The three seed is Kansas, who they beat 102 to 90 in November. Yikes. And the fourth seed is Virginia, who they bested 98 to 75 in December. Yikes. So Gonzaga, the top three seeds they could see on their, in their own regional bracket, they've already beaten all those teams by double digits. Teddy. All right. My first yikes. Indiana, they said goodbye to Archie Miller, but Arizona is currently moving forward to extend the contract of his brother, Sean. Yes, the guy who was charged with not demonstrating that he promoted an atmosphere of compliance. Arizona also recently recently released its notice of allegations, which included five level one violations, and they're currently serving a self-imposed postseason ban. Yes, let's give this guy an extension instead of firing him. Yikes. Yeah. Good call. He's there. on the Rick Fatino plan. That's right. Right. Well, if you're a good enough coach, who cares, right? That's that's the message from the NCAA. Uh, I'm going to go with the NCAA tournament rule that we are currently in the middle of finding out. There's a 48-hour window after Selection Sunday, which we're in, that if a team cannot show up to Indianapolis because they have too many guys out with COVID, uh, they're going to be replaced. They have a group of teams on standby. But the thing that I'm giving the yikes to is that the replacement team will go on whatever line the team it's replacing was on. So think about what your bracket could look like if you picked like a two seed to go pretty far and that two seed gets replaced by a team that, I don't know, is not in the tournament right now. I mean, that that could be chaos throughout. That could cause a team that is obviously no business making it to the next round of the Sweet 16, getting a really easy road. So... For me, I understand why they have the rule, but still, it's a yikes. Built-in excuse for your bracket not being any good. That's right, exactly. Now, my mom listens to pretty much every show here I co-host, and most of Bishop and Laurinaitis when I'm just producing and show up on Thing or Not a Thing, so I can relate to Chris Holtman here. After advancing to the Big Ten title game, Coach Holtman revealed a text of advice from his mother on Twitter following last week's loss to Illinois. Yikes. She said... Quote, Chris, I noticed that the boys in the Illinois game were shooting flat foot, just using upper body. Just take it for what it's worth. I just noticed the other engaged their legs. Coach responded, okay, got it. Thanks for the tip, Mom. Yikes. (laughs) I love that, though. That's great. Mom is engaged. She's got some ideas. Let her live. I think that's awesome. Teddy? All right. Golfers Bryson DeChambeau and Lee Westwood, they were paired in the final group of the Players' Championship yesterday. On the fourth hole, DeChambeau stepped to the tee, and he promptly topped the ball and hit it about 100 yards into a hazard. 
Well, Westwood, he then stepped to the tee and said, hold my beer. He hit a monster slice into a water hazard as well. Westwood bogeyed the hole, and Bryson ended up with a double bogey. Neither one of them won the tournament, largely due to this hole. Yikes. Uh, yikes is right. Sounds Better like than Ben Ann's 11 on Thursday. <laughs> wow, look at you with the golf wow. references. Yeah. I love it. That's great. It was a thing uh, or not a thing on Friday, so that's the only reason <laughs> I got it up here. Of course. That's great. Uh, my final one is uh, Girl Scout cookies. Uh, not the actual cookies, but what happened with this, because I was driving home running a few errands on Saturday, and in our neighborhood, there was a Girl Scout cookie stand. A couple of Girl Scouts from the neighborhood didn't get to do their you know, cookie stand because of COVID stuff, so they ended up putting one out in the neighborhood. Couldn't stop and not pick up a couple Girl Scout cookies, you know? I mean, my daughter's a Girl Scout. We already had bought plenty, but I thought, you know, I'm going to be a good neighbor and pick up a few more to help support the local Girl Scouts. Um, my yikes is for the fact that one of those boxes of Girl Scout cookies did not make it home. <laughs> I want to clarify that I was in my neighborhood when I purchased them, and they did not make it home. Yikes. All right. So I am now at least half responsible for a dog, and I can barely take care of myself. Yikes. We brought Kit home yesterday, as I mentioned already on the show, and she's been great so far, but there have been two number one accidents so far. Yikes. One on the hardwood, so not that big of a deal. One on a rug. Yeah, whatever. We, we cleaned it up. She's great. But I am now number two in J-Lo's love power rankings of the house. Yikes. <laughs> Daddy. All right. The Blue Jackets, they lost in the shootout once again. They are now 1-3 in shootouts this season and 1-7 going back to last season. They're also 1-4 in overtime this year. This season has been a yikes for the Jackets. Yeah, no kidding. Let's hope they can find a way to turn it around, but I really don't see that happening. I hope that uh, we're wrong. Good news is, hey, Max Domi started to look like Max Domi, so... We'll take that if we can get it. Man, the shootout, though. That just did no, not inspire that, confidence. No, no, that did not. But but the other part of the time where he's on the ice, that, that's looking better. So that's yes. good. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, it's back page next. Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident still blocking the left lane of I-70 westbound at West Broad Street. Traffic is still bumper to bumper from Sullivan in this area. This is an injury crash with police on scene. Please be extra cautious as they try to get this cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. When you're ready to buy a new home and want a mortgage lender who can help you plan with certainty, Rocket can. Need a lender who can help you understand all your mortgage options, get personalized loan options, closing costs, and tax estimates all in real time? Rocket can. Rocket Mortgage. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Final segment of the program. Joining us for Buckeye Roundtable coming up is Timmy Hall. Timmy, how you doing, man? Oh, you guys, bone chops. <laughs> Tim, I just want to say big thanks for the invite to the Selection Sunday show last night. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry it. I couldn't make it. I was too busy. <laughs> but <laughs> Chops, yeah. why'd you have to big time me for that? God, I asked you ten times. You just wouldn't come on. Oh no. man, how, I how asked was you to your come Sunday, on my though? podcast? Not to come. My Sunday was great. We got a dog, so I was actually busy. Oh my! I did see that on social media. That yeah. is a cute puppy. As the, as those go, what is that like a chocolate lab? 
something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's, it's mostly lab, but there's, it's definitely a mix. We just don't really know. But yeah, her name's Kit, and she's awesome. See, that's cool. That, yeah, I think that Kit being her name is great. Except- I'm going to call her Knight Rider. <laughs> That's also great. I very much like that. But the other part is, though, like when you guys have a kid, you're going to have a lot of confusion. I think when people are like, "Are you referring to Kit or Kid?" I missed what you're saying. So we got to have. I would hope by I would hope by context of ah, we left we left Kit outside way too long yesterday. (laughs) You know something. What what, the parents though? I know. What can you say about a dog that's like okay for a dog, but would sound very strange for a kid? (laughs) I picked up Kit's (laughs) Kit's poop outside yesterday. Yeah, Kit. Will not stop going in the yard. It's crazy. That's that's exactly what we want her to do. By the way, yeah, chops. That's, that's interesting. You were tweeting about pets. We are right here in the process of getting a kitten. We are going Ooh. with a kitten oh. here in kittens are great. Or four Cats weeks. don't want anything to do with you. Right. No. That's that's why we made it a thing. If we we're going to get one, I see. I have. I want no part of the puppy life. I like to rescue older dogs. We've done that two times, and it's been a hit with our yellow labs. But with a cat, I feel like it's got to be a kitten because we do have an older yellow lab, and we want this cat to be very new in its life when it's introduced to another big animal in the house. And we think that our our old chill lab will be very cool with it, and we'll get a lot of uh, nice, cute videos to post from it. That could and be then good. Tim's or- going to become TikTok famous. Leave us here at the fan and make money <laughs> off his animals. Yeah, because he'll be you know the dog and cat guy on on uh, TikTok. That'll be great. What was that animal bone that you had in the back page weeks ago that only got paid like a hundred dollars for its service for? Oh, that was become that famous? was the, that was the donkey uh, from Shrek. Oh, they yeah. actually that's, used that's right the likeness the, the animators the used, or name. Yeah, a real donkey that they they you know followed around and animated basically a donkey that they had you know seen and then that donkey got yeah it was something like 150 bucks or something which what was a you chip. know right yeah. for well, you I mean, know, the one of the biggest about the artists who designed the nike swoosh and they just paid that person like a few hundred dollars and now think of how much that's worth right that how about was, how about the dude like from mcdonald's student? huh what about the, that guy or what, do you only like a, get like a one-time payment? Oh, for those, it? yeah, the, the, the actual founder, the actual of McDonald's brothers, yeah. Oh, and then Ray yeah, Kroc right. stole it all. <laughs> right. Well, and then they yeah. just I mean, all-time worse. Then there. they probably. I don't think they paid the manager who came up with Ronald McDonald. Jeez. I think they just kind of said, "That's a good idea. We'll use it at corporate." Yeah. Thanks for thanks. that. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for doing your job at work, and then that's all you get. No like extra bonus or anything. That's no good. <laughs> There's a lot uh, of unfairness going on here, isn't there? <laughs> Well, Timmy, like it's unfair how you weren't on the bracket party. That's exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. <laughs> Sorry, Bo. No, you're okay. I was just going to ask you because obviously you were in your element. That was really fun last night where we got to do all that. Now you've got Buckeye Roundtable coming up. What's uh, what's happening tonight as we get ready for the NCAA tournament? Yeah, big show tonight, man. We'll have some comments from Chris Holtman from the radio show today. If you miss that, what a wacky week this is for the guys going straight in from the forgotten Big Ten tournament championship game that you want to spend some time on right into quarantine and a week where they're going to need some rest and they got to play on Friday against, uh, against Oral Roberts from Tulsa, Oklahoma. No jokes to be made right there. So we'll talk with Paul Keels as well, who experienced that weekend. First interview of the season with Greg Beals. Buckeye baseball is coming in hot right now. Season ending interview with Steve Rollick of the hockey team who lost last night to Michigan and just so much more. Tim May, Bill Curlick, big heavy show tonight. Yeah. Timmy, we're we're with you on that. No jokes about Oral Roberts. Here on our show, we're taking. You wouldn't do that. 
We're getting yeah. serious about oral. That's we what we're, oral we're getting prepared very seriously. For. That's right. We're we're very prepared. So hopefully the uh, Buckeye Roundtable goes great tonight. Looking forward to hearing it. Uh, and then after that, I have no idea. Maybe Timmy, do you'll you know see. what's coming up? It's, little- it's a little thing called you'll see. <laughs> That's more right. than All you've right. ever heard something called you'll <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Back page is next. Let's do it. The back page. The back page with Common Man and T Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call one eight hundred Cooling. All right, take it away, chops. All right, I thought this was a good one to share with you two guys. Avatar has overtaken Avengers Endgame to once again become the top-grossing movie of all time. That happened this weekend. So Avatar surpassed uh, Avengers Endgame over the weekend after it was re-released in China. I don't know why. China just decided to re-release it. Maybe Avatar was just pushing to get it, but but they did it. So now Avatar's estimated uh, earnings since 2009, $2.802 billion. Avengers Endgame, $2.797 billion. Both films, incidentally, are owned by Disney, the article likes to mention, which is true. Uh, Avatar wasn't Disney when it came out, but they have since bought the yeah, rights to that. They've so. acquired the rights to it, and they're apparently making like four more Avatars or whatever it is. That's that- what they keep saying, but they, they keep getting pushed. So, <laughs> yeah, Marvel Studios took it in stride, though. They congratulated James Cameron and uh, Landau, the, uh, the producer of it. So there you go. Avatar, uh, once again, James Cameron had Titanic, Avatar, and now he's back up on top. That's all right. They're all going to be surpassed by the Snyder Cut once that comes out, because we know that will ultimately surpass everything in global box office reign. Or it won't, because it's four hours long, and that's not And only on out. HBO Max. Or are they putting yeah. it in theaters? Uh, I think just in HBO Max. That's it for us. Buckeye Roundtable's next. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Still watching an accident blocking the shoulder of 670 westbound at I-71. There are vehicles on both berms in this area now. Traffic is slow from Leonard Avenue. Should be clearing up fairly soon, but plan on some backups here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Right now at Wendy's, you can get a bacon double stack, four-piece crispy or spicy nuggets, fries, and a drink in the $5 biggie bag. That's two fresh bee patties, applewood smoked bacon, and juicy chicken, all for just 5 bucks. Secure the bag with the most value. Get the biggie bag. Price and participation may vary. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald. Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, 
you're I I too shave like I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the you know coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like no, I'm not going to do that. Different look, and you can't shave it all the way. No, you can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You you would. You would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop it What am I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just (laughs) saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying i i think you're people saying get the wrong impression you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do right. something like that i that's, know i know i've known you the, for years that's bad but i would just yell well, racist at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because well, i just fine want, now okay good i yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. Right I, don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcast. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 